Whoa! Drink. Hello. Welcome. Don't go drink. Mm. Some good water. Wow, right that there. is. I hope there ain't no spinal fluid in that one. Welcome back, Ooh. friends, family, frickers, all of you. <laughs> Trolls. <laughs> to Beyond the Basement, the complete breakdown podcast. Let's go. Man, it gets real metal in this episode. We'll oh. get into that in just a second. But that Zeke um, booty is metal. No, if you're new with please. us for the first time, I'm Eric. Over here we have I'm Rachel. Rachel. I'm Peter. Welcome. Welcome to Hello. the show. It's gonna it's gonna go off tonight because season four is finally back. Part two is finally back. We have a lot of stuff to cover. Mm-hmm. If you have been tracking with us all if you found us on youtube we're back i know we took like a hiatus there we're gonna be doing demon slayer probably i don't know we haven't really talked about that but anyway podcast is back youtube stuff is back including the reaction videos which listen you give the people what they want i was never like oh we should do reaction people were just like you should do them and they worked out really well people like watching them so you're gonna see a reaction video tonight if you're listening to this live of course and if you aren't listening to this live you're listening to this after the fact you can find us sunday nights at five uh, Pacific time, we'll be broadcasting. Twitch. On the Twitch. On Twitch. Slash Beyond the Basement Podcast. Okay, so we are on episode numero 76, I believe. Correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I think is episode AKA 17 of season the season. Four, episode 17. The yeah. last season. The, the, final. Final. the final. The season. final season. Why they couldn't, they, why they couldn't just make it a season special five and six? I don't and, know. Anyway, they didn't, but they should have. Um, okay, so let's do a quick recap of the episode just in case you're listening to this in the future. Um, so Everything's we, crazy. Everything is nuts. I, I basically could describe this with Zeke's butt, um, <laughs> Titan fight, and Anya Weeping Capone, and gnashing of teeth. Prison. Is that yeah. enough? Yeah. Like, okay, now, now you know what episode I'm talking about. Okay, a slightly more thorough one would include the fact that we actually first encounter Levi uh, and Flock and Hanjay in that whole scene. We pick up right up where the last one left off and we see his severed fingers and his bloody face. He's We're not got sure. like wood sticking out of his neck and his cheek. And mm-hmm, it's, mm-hmm. it's just not a scratch. It's send me a flesh wound. Totally a flesh wound. So I'm very upset. That that whole scene plays out um, with what with, with Zeke coming out of the Titan, which is super weird. We'll get to that Zeke's butt, and then we get to <laughs> we get to Hanjay grabs Levi's body and jumps in the river. Okay, she takes off with that. So. Uh, we get to the new title scene, which we're going to get into that. I have a, a funny story to tell you that mm. is awesome. And uh, yeah, we see kind of, again, so a little bit of the last episode sort of replays here where Aaron's transforming. Uh, Pick is saving Gabby. And Gabby's like, what's going on? Uh, you're not a traitor. And she's like, I don't trust Marley. Um, so then, so basically this whole fight starts to unfold a little bit more. And we get the paratroopers. We see Reiner coming down. We got Makeout. Like, everybody's here. Colt's here. Like, got the, the whole freaking gang. Got some headshots happening. Yeah, headshots happening. Uh, the whole fight between Aaron and and them finally plays out. Yelena tries to stop Aaron. Aaron freaking just, like, ignores her and is like, F off. Uh, we find out Pick is, is, uh, shows up with Magath. They've, they put the pieces together about, um, about what you might call it, about Zeke's bloodline. Zeke's bloodline. Um, the whole Titan fight is really freaking awesome. I know there's not as much to say about that, but it was fun to watch. Um, Aaron gets hit. Aaron does Warhammer Titan stuff. He gets shot in the head. Gets kind of de like decommissioned there. His motor skills get get shut out, and he gets ran through by Reiner and actually pinned there. Which for this episode, for the rest of the episode, so he doesn't actually. We don't see like what what ultimately happens here. Um, and then the scene we'll probably have to spend the most time on, of course, is the prison scene. Anya Capone lets the remaining scouts. Uh, the non-Jaegerist, non-Marleyans, the third-partiers, he lets them out, 
and they kind of have this whole uh, they have a whole long conversation. We'll get into the details here. Okay, so with that said, let's jump into the very first scene here and talk about the saddest <laughs> of all the sad moments. We've been talking about this for months now. <laughs> if Levi so is dead, oh. why bother watch? Keep watching the show. Like, is there anything to see here? Yeah, if Team Levi is gone, then if if they've taken from us, Sasha and Levi? if they've taken from us, you know, Marco, Marco, Marco in season they one, took Marco in season one. Every every season, Isayama has to take something from us. They took Irwin. That's what I'm saying. If they take Irwin, if they took. Marco, Dude. if it took Sasha, and now they're going to take Levi from us, what do we have left, okay? I'm not crying over Bertolt, though. That's the only one of my cooking. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. And, no, we'll, He's fine. we'll swap But the him. rest of them, come on, dude. Come on. Yeah, uh, I love Chad Connie. Uh, Chad Con- Connie? Showing up <laughs> yeah, in this episode. Boss, yeah. <laughs> Finally, for the first time, like, in his whole career. Oh, Armin yeah. and Connie, like, they grew a spine. They tightened, formed into a spine. Uh, and I would like, have never called myself a Connie fan until this episode, oh, actually. I, not that I I was always like sympathetic him, to him. Yeah, same. But especially when, like, he, he was there for comedic relief, his you village? know? Yeah. yeah. With his village yeah. and his mom being a titan and stuff? Yeah, that's that, pretty sad. that sucked. Okay, so anyway, yeah. huh, it's Levi. Cornelius, <laughs> Cornelius Connie. What? <laughs> okay, if you are just and listening to the podcast, just, you need to watch this. You're live. such a troll. The chat is the best. <laughs> okay, so his fingers are off, and I made this comment, which is his. That means they're not coming back. Okay, as far as we know, he has no Titan powers unless we discover something new about Ackermans. Levi doesn't. It, it, even if he survives this, Homeboy doesn't he's, have his fingers. He's missing some fingers. They're so. going to have to either his orange slice days are over, most likely. Okay. Po- possibly slash likely. Don't you think we Levi have to at the put that least? in a high probability of most likely he's never going to fight and kill Titans again. That's what I think. At, at most likely, the best thing we can hope for is that he lives and we're able to use his strategic mind to organize a resistance to do something that's good and clean really well. That's the only thing he most likely. Yeah. But he's can not going to fulfill his promise. However, he did have a promise. This is a manga, therefore nothing's off the table. Nothing is fully off the table ever until the end. Yeah, he'll find a way. Okay, oh, yeah, he will. Hey, listen. Charlotte. With as much brain power as he probably has left, left after the accident, Roomba's about right, I would think. That's, <laughs> Come that's, on, don't say that. <laughs> don't say that. So he's got shrapnel in his face. is obviously like shocked to see him and stuff. Yeah. Um, and they, you know, and then nearby, and by nearby I mean like literally right stinking there. You remember at the end of the last episode, uh, Zeke had to, cr- like Zeke was all blown up to pieces or we, we thought he might be dead. Yeah. Of course he's not. Um, but this the, creepy pregnant looking titan like ripped open its <sighs> stomach and shoved him in there it's so gross I thought the titan was gonna walk off it sort of made it look like it was gonna just walk off somewhere but it yeah. apparently didn't go very far because it it's far. like a few yards away so here's the thing though if you wanna know like okay maybe my leaders are a little bit messed up but overall are we fighting for like a righteous cause are we doing like the best thing we could possibly do in the scenario and then you have those in your in your midst to go. Oh, good thing Levi got blown up. Wow, well now we have to deal with him. I'll go put a bullet in his lifeless corpse. Like, yeah, that was a little extreme. Show the man who you've dubbed your enemy an, an, an iota, of, iota, an iota, iota, an iota, an iota of respect. The man who has led the scouts, who has gone on more successful missions and survived. 
time after time. The man who has the most recorded yeah. kills. Yeah, I was like, there's this Ever. thing, and there's this thing yeah. that happens in movies, but it, it, this happened in real life in actual wartime as well, where you vanquish a particularly tenacious enemy yeah a foe that is that is that is the worst there ever was and you finally kill him or her or even if you don't kill them if they just die there there's this weird there's this thing where you're like well respect for your craft at mm-hmm. least you know what i mean like you were you mm-hmm. we didn't like what you stood for the fact that you opposed us we we hated you or you killed many of our friends and so on and so forth but the day you die um we don't desecrate your grave necess- we might but for a second after your death, we're going to respect the craft. Like, yeah. like we respect the fact that the man or one or whoever fought and, cra- and was a worthy adversary. That yes. It took a lot for, the, for, for death to finally come to them. You live by honor. You die by honor. Flock doesn't have an ounce of that in his dirty, rotten, redheaded soul. Let me tell you, it is just... <laughs> right. Sorry, but he doesn't have, have a soul. Like I'm just kidding. So they go... <laughs> what soul? They go, oh man, what happened? This is crazy. Even Commander Levi got taken out? Wow, that's really sad, but I am glad I don't have to fight him, you know? Yeah, yeah, Rest our, in peace. They don't go, I'm going to put a bullet in this stupid skull. <laughs> Look at this weak like, You don't even know what he's been through. Okay. You ain't killed 30 Titans by yourself. You're going comrade. That, that, yeah. In Were their, your men under your command? In their defense, um, Levi's, Levi's gone through stuff that he's been messed up before and still killed off of these titans <laughs> solo so he's he's so threatening that they're like okay no unless we're sure he's dead like i, I can i can at least sort of level with him so all right so they they're like yeah we're gonna let's let's shoot him um our biggest threat lucky us our biggest threat is in a bloody mess on the ground mm-hmm. they do must feel some some relief here because the correct like he's he's definitely one of the like he he's not come into the jaegerist cause He's super freaking dangerous by himself, as proven by the fact he just killed 30 Titans yeah. who were his own friends. Um, and so they're like, oh, we're going to shoot him. But but Hanji stops him just in time. is like, hey, um, you know, a thunder spear went off in his face. The shrapnel is killed the, him embedded in him. Yeah. Killed, it shredded his insides and killed him instantly. Yeah. And Flock, as a as any uh, suspicious person should be at this mm-hmm. point, is like, well, let me take his pulse, basically. Like, let's make let sure. Let me see him. Yeah, let me see him. Let me make sure he's dead. And we get a really fortunate turn of events right here because everybody gets distracted by pregnant Titan. So. Yeah. All the steam starts being sucked into the pregnant Titan and it seems like it's sucking the very rain out of the air and the sun starts to come out. Yeah, it's a very oh, interesting no, moment. Yeah. The, the music changes, the, the rain stops, the sun starts to shine through as yeah. something is new birthed. It's and then of, like the Titan turns into a skeleton. I like that scene in Ace Ventura. Where he's it yeah. it reminded me of that actually. He's naked. No, it totally reminded me of that, especially the way he like flops out from the oh, pelvis area. Yeah. I was like, this is. It's like he's being born. <laughs> this yeah. is gross. Also, why is he he's naked? Born again. Now, here's the thing: is Hanje takes is, advantage of this moment. Yeah. So Hanje jumps in the water with Levi's body, which obviously is not. I mean, <laughs> why, okay. Why Charlotte would you sacrifice? Makes a good point. Yeah. Why would you sacrifice? yourself to save a body when you're trying to survive you wouldn't why would you be suspicious of letting flock check the pulse and and leave if he's not still alive so we think he's still alive or she's going to use his body as cover which is really sad and i hope that's not the case but we're pretty sure he's still alive charlock says um, yeah this is a good comment how freaking ironic zeke who is against ever being born gets reborn reborn. exactly right gets the sickest second shot him who's you know trying to fulfill something for his you know pseudo father like is all emotional about making sure no one's ever born again or okay but do you remember when he dies or well 
no, he doesn't die, but when he gets blown up, he goes like, father, like, do you see me? He explodes. And the first thing happens is he comes back and he's like reborn in this sunlight. Like it is definitely, it's a beautiful scene. It's very well done, but also it's like, I think this has more implications than we could put our oh, finger on. For sure. So, all right. So this scene, so let's get to the next part because this is where it gets really interesting. So he pops out naked. It's super weird for a second. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, like I said, so Hanji kind of gets away with, with Levi's body. They fire some rounds of the water, but it looks like she's success- at this point successfully gotten away, we, we hope. Mm-hmm. They're, they're fairly well distracted. So uh, Z comes out and he looks completely surprised and- Peaceful. Um, he looks it's peaceful. It's like he ate the Titan from the inside. Yeah. So- they ask him what happened, and he says, "I don't, I don't know." I don't know. He says there was a little girl, like he's in some strange, like parallel universe or something. There's he's maybe he's in the Upside Down, maybe. Oh, what what you didn't know? <laughs> oh, it's a Stranger Things AOT connection. <laughs> yes, Attack on Titan is yeah. actually the prequel to Stranger, to Things, Stranger Things in anime. Okay. So Eleven the, is Aaron's kid. Actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it turns out, yeah. Okay, so. So he's in the upside down. They said there's a little girl who was building my body with what looked like something like soil. Yeah, it was a strange place, mm-hmm. and I was watching it all happen. It felt like years passed, but at the same time, they passed in an instant. And then we'll kind of get to the second part in a second. But I just want to, just that little bit. Homeboy, we know what just happened is not normal so far. Mm-hmm. Recovering as a Titan from serious injuries, not surprising at all. Surpri- it is surprising that he survived, if that's what happened. Right. But nobody has ever mentioned anything like this except for Ymir. Yes. We see a scene where we assumed she was just out in the desert mm-hmm. of behind the walls. Yeah. And that's when she's looking at the paths. Maybe she wasn't. Maybe, Maybe she, she wasn't. experienced yeah. the paths. Which Maybe makes, when she was under the, the earth, like because mm-hmm. it had covered her up, she had a titan dream or something. That's what I'm saying. She was dreaming of being there. They said the same, same thing. Because she was laying like, in that sand. She was looking at that same sky. It was the it same. It seemed like it lasted forever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's like what she, she was said. there. Yeah. And, and Zeke says, a little girl, a strange little girl, was building my body out of the soil. Out of the soil. And yeah. there was like a bucket of water next to her, too. And, and he and keep in mind, he does come out of this thing and physically, like fully repaired. Like he's all limbs, everything's intact here. When he was, again, not not crazy that they would recover a regrow regrow limbs. Shifter Titan shifters have done that this yeah. whole show, but but certainly the way it happened, where he was like stuck, like a, a pure Titan put in, like a pure Titan's instinct would be to eat a Titan shifter. Oh, look, mm-hmm. a human or any human, right? I'm going to eat this one. If Zeke's alive, we understand he has some kind of control over them, which is weird in and of itself. Right. That he royal. can do that because yeah, we assume because he's royal. But he has some control over them, and it Zeke doesn't have that. He's not conscious, but the Titan does it anyway. It's as if he's given it an order, and it follows through. Yeah, Sean says that the Ymir had just been reborn herself as well. Yeah, it's she true. had just eaten Marcel, mm-hmm. had just became a Titan shifter, and that's when she came out of the dream. Oh, that's when she yeah. Dude. There's so, something there. Yeah, yeah, and Ymir was, naked. was yeah. also yeah. naked. Yeah. So, so some, so there's a guy. You're, there's so a let's take off our clothes. <laughs> no, right. oh, no, okay. no, not, hmm. it's for, not the, for the podcast. Listen, the only not denominator here is being naked and seeing the past. And seeing the past. You know what I'm saying? Okay, also, so we just cannibalism. Get... So no. Okay, fair enough. Oh, my bad. So the but the all right, but I want to get to the little girl. Okay, so he goes to the blue plane and the, the soil and the past. We've seen this little girl in a few different places. Uh, season four trailer, I think yeah. maybe mm-hmm. we get a scene of her. The outro, I believe, of season four. Mm-hmm. And then is it she in one of the this, outros of season three? That's what I say. There's, a, there's something before we've that. I just it's before. foggy, but we've it seen was the this. creepy one. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. We saw her in the creepy one. We've yeah. seen her her shape and her figure or whatever before. A little girl kind of bouncing around. She's always got the some. tattered headband. Mm-hmm. You never see her eyes. Her mm-hmm. eyes are like not there, but they're there. And yeah. Yeah. So we, we've assumed for a while, having seen that character, we've actually been calling that character Ymir. Mm-hmm. The, the the originator like she's the the, the OG it, you know the mm-hmm. the one who quote made a deal with the devil or or, or touched something. something in the water touched something touched in the something water technically in the water there's all this murky history we've been saying this for since we've been restarting the podcast here there's like so much history in this show that we don't that we've been told that we're not sure of because it seems like it's there's there's as much propaganda as there's truth mixed in with the events of the past. And so we definitely don't know yet. Hopefully, we'll find out. We definitely don't know exactly what happened. Yeah, we yeah. want to take a minute too, just to recognize how hard it is to build a to, to world build, right? To like to build this whole you know lore out, this whole entire world of here's the Titans, here's the countries, here's these guys, here's this person's motivation, right? World building is like a really beautiful, if done well, well thought out process. And you get you have guys like you know Tolkien, you got J.K. Rowling, you've got. You know the all these different like worlds the, that the are Christopher built. Nolan films of similar, yeah. Sure, and and so here Isayama has built out a whole world, but he's built a world out that makes you that you're actually not sure of what is true history or not. You've you've seen a yeah. whole world. You've seen many people's perspectives. You've seen many people's takes on what happened in the past, but it's all actually kind of fuzzy. And so you mm-hmm. built a whole world. Us as the viewer have no idea what actually happened. In history, and that's kind of hard to do, and also very impressive. It leaves you with this mysterious detective feeling that I actually it reminds me of from season one that I had. Yeah, there's same. something more to be learned. What else is behind there? I agree. And so this scene right here, to me, this five second scene of of Ymir rebuilding Zeke, of something going on there, is the most like satisfactory part of this whole episode. I love the fighting. I love Anya Capone's speech, but I really love this part because I know something else is going on. And I've been hungry for that since season one. Yeah. To find out what's behind the curtain. Yeah. 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 There's, there's one, since we're on the subject, I just want to say this because it's coming to mind, but you, the Ymir scene where she was out in, in her Titan dream and so on and so forth. She was out there for, what do you say? Seven years, 80 years, 60, 60 years. It was more than 50 years for sure. I want to say 60 or 70. I think she said 60 years. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. So she's out there wandering and she, which, how do we know that was even the correct time? I don't know how she knows sure. that. It seems like that'd be a hard thing to determine, but yeah. but let's say she's correct. Um, it's sixty or seventy years or something like that. Okay. The Titan War was only supposedly a hundred years ago, so she's out there doing this thing like shortly after. Mm-hmm. Uh, all I'm saying is, whoever now has Ymir's memories, wh- who does have them? It's uh, John Titan. Yeah, Galliard has them. Galliard must. It maybe he hasn't accessed them yet. I don't know like he, how Titan memories in general are kind of seem to weird, work in a weird way. Mm-hmm. But he must have some kind of perspective on this whole thing that like would be unique. So I almost wonder if his character comes back around and like it's possible. We get something. Unless somebody eats him. Well, I think he will. I I, I just don't think we haven't built enough of Galliard to. Uh, there's not enough like behind him. I don't for I, I don't think for him to like survive. I think it'll be sad. I think Peek's gonna be really sad when he dies or gets eaten. But I can almost guarantee you it's Falco because Falco has the serum in him. I think it's just I think it's just bound to happen. Because we you're saying basically what your assumption is because we haven't really had a good character backstory for Galliard. You think he's gonna die? Does that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's interesting. It's that would logic. be consistent with this. It wouldn't be inconsistent, seen. but also, who has Isayama taken from us? True. It's, Some of the people true. we've, we've cared about the most. Yeah. So I would like, say, hey, it's, care about this in character. most shows, and now I 100% agree. Here's a random red shirt. Oh, he's going to die. Here's this other Titan. You're yeah. like, I don't really care about this guy. He could die. 
But also, I wouldn't be surprised if she almost like, and this person you really also, care about, Hanji too. I'm like, please, God. You know? Oh my gosh, uh, please. Okay, so moving on here, um, Flock's like, you turned the 30 scouts into titans, and he's like, yes, I did. Well, where are they? <laughs> <laughs> well, she's just kind of Levi. Yeah, yeah. you must not all. know. You guys thought that he wouldn't kill his own men, and you were wrong. You thought wrong. So then he drops the line, Zeke drops the line, nobody... Uh, they're all gone, but there's nobody here who can get in our way now. All we can do is more move forward. Isn't that right, Aaron? Yeah. It, and and the way he says it, his mannerisms, his eyes, like no more glasses Levi is coming online and it's in, it's intense. Like yeah, I yeah. if to me as a plot device, this is going to be a perfect opportunity if if Zeke ne- never has his glasses again, we know he's changed as a character. Mm-hmm. He's reborn Zeke. He's no glasses, Zeke, and this is a little bit of a different Zeke than we've seen before. But he actually says, I don't know. If he goes back to his glasses, then I'm like, okay, they're settling him back into the character that we've always known. But I'm yeah. pretty sure this is a significant scene there's saying something's change. changed. Now, I'm not saying it's for the better or for the worse. Right. I just know that there's a, a significant change, and this is a good indicator for yeah. us as visual viewers to be like, no, this guy's different. Yeah. Well, there's a, what I'm saying is there's a gap in his memory. Yeah. At the very, very least... Yeah. I don't think he remembers. What else happened in the paths? What else did he see that he can't remember? He All he remembers is the soil building part, but mm-hmm. what else? Another thing I'll say is um, one of the things that made me the most frustrated is, right, Bert Holt, he talks about, like, the memories of stuff. He talks about, like, having connections and stuff. Mm-hmm. Armin eats him, and immediately we don't have, like, a six-month, like, process where Hanji's, like, experimenting with yeah. Armin to get the, to the heart of the memories to get mm-hmm. more information because remember information in this war has been key yeah and we don't have it and that's oh, yeah. why we suffer right plus I'd be taking Armin out to the desert and having him transform like every day that he possibly could right. like yo right. like, learn this thing yo because just make your pinky toe go colossal that's it you know <laughs> try it try it okay sneeze go, go, go colossal you know like but but we never have that. If, I think it's because they had to rush off to save Aaron. They had to go to Liberio quickly. Like all these things had to happen quickly, and so they didn't, at least that we know of, get serious time to like start doing hardcore science on Armin to figure out, dude, what do you know about Bertolt? Where did he come from? Tell me about his family. Yeah. And and uh, someone said because he didn't have a um, Galliard, because he didn't have a blood relation to um, Ymir, it's harder to access the memories. Hmm. Which that could be true about Armin and, and they Bertolt, do kind of hint well. to that in the in the anime with the royal family. They seem to have easier access to previous uh, memories because they're always passing it down to a blood related. relative. Interesting. Yeah, they keep okay. it in the family. Same with Warhammer Titan. They always are passing right, it yeah, to tibers. a blood relative, and, and there's uh, probably uh, a reason for that. And okay. I understand it now. Yeah, so that things makes get more sense. blurry. But what if uh, Armin would go and he would touch um, Historia? Would he then get some clarity, just like Aaron when he touched a story, got some clarity on mm. on some more memories? Oh, you're saying do other Titans have any kind of special interactions with the Royal? I, I want to say no, only because Zeke's been that the whole time. It seems like he must have had some contact with the other shifters in Marley, and if sure. nothing happened with them, then okay. Maybe not. Mm. Okay, so let's go to this next scene. Uh, we get a, again a bit of a recap. There's there's the we get to see Magath and the whole crew up in the airship, and they're mm. like, oh, there's the smoke signal. There's the founding Titan. Uh, let's get revenge for Liberio, which feels like an eternity ago, and it feels like yeah. you're on the, you're on. Listen, bro, you're down here. We're up here, okay? We're on the freaking macro. We know the real what's going on. You're like concerned about Liberio, yeah. so like nothing. We're like, concerned about the world, yeah. you know, like oh, Liberio, General McGath. But if we put ourselves in these shoes, 
of the people that just saw their own hometown got slaughtered. Absolutely, this is what they'd be thinking. Like, you can't come into my homeland and kill everybody. We're going to get revenge. Yeah. It's only been a month, Aaron. A month. Like, exactly. They give us the time frame. Yeah. It's only been a month. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. General Magath. Yeah, he keeps correcting everybody the whole time. It's actually pretty hilarious. They're like, it's Commander Magath. General. He's like, it's General, dang it. Assistant to and the it. regional leader. <laughs> <laughs> So, so they said, let's let's put an end to this. We're gonna we're gonna fight this thing out right right now. Uh, a bunch of paratroopers drop down. They drop out a big package, which we find out is a, is a just the gun, gun, the anti titan gun. And we see a bunch of paratroopers with freaking Barrett looks what looks like Barrett fifty cal sniper rifles, like legit yeah, sniper rifles. Most of them look like they have M um, one A's or is it, they're actually bolt action. Mm-hmm. So what would they be? Well, especially in a circa World War II, there was no such like high cal high cal rifle sniper rifles has always been around, but not ones that looked like that. Sure, it's but it's fiction. What would it's be fiction. the bolt action equivalent in World War II times? Um, in Einfield, that be well, the and most. The, yeah, Einfield was the like the British one or whatever. Like, so most of the standard issue like rifles of World War. Two specifically, a lot of them were essentially were just sniper rifles when you stuck a scope on oh, them and sighted them sure, in better, right? Sure, sure, sure. But I'm so saying... So the K98 or whatever. K98, yeah, would be the bolt action equivalent. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. So... Yeah. Someone said, does that make Reiner war chief now? I would say so. Oh. War chief Reiner. I mean, who else is left? Heyman Galliard. Yeah, he was he was second in command to Zeke, so as soon as Zeke died, he became war chief. Dang. Yeah. Good comment. Okay, so we get this uh, next part where Peek is like, you know, Porco, help us out. We got, we're chained together here. And he freaking cuts Just her ch- arm off. <laughs> she looks at him like, help me out. And then he does that and they both scream. I want that meme where the hand with the, basically her hand her drops head. down on the uh, handcuff and they both, the, the they both girls, go, they look at it and they scream. And like, <laughs> that's a perfect meme. So... So they, they get free, and uh, Pick transforms, obviously. She launches herself off the wall, transforms, and comes up and grabs... Has a little Gabby snack. Yeah. <laughs> she grabs... <laughs> Gabby, the, the whole riding around in the mouth is a very... Is this like a Jonah Gross. Whale type of thing? Or where does this one come from? Anyway, so she picks up Gabby and runs off with her. Um, and so then... and then, So Porco's kind of done his job. Galliard runs off himself. This seems like a tactical retreat. It's pretty obvious. They're yeah. trying to set this you fight up You can't 1v1 Aaron as the as the jaw titan i don't think like not with all the powers he has and mm-hmm. the and the focus he has so one yes. thing we were saying beforehand is you know aaron was having trouble at one point you know getting into titan form he could mm-hmm. only do a half titan or a partial titan he couldn't do a full transform he was bleed his nose was bleeding and and they realized well if you have clarity of mind like if you have confidence you have clarity of mind and a goal in front of you you become you go full titan and this is like the most focus we've seen Aaron in a long time. Like Lil Barry, obviously, he had a goal. And here he's like, come, Reiner. I want to fight you. Yeah. Very interesting ben point. Ben punches his face off. Because remember what happened in the last episode when, or not last episode, but it, when we last saw Reiner and Aaron in Liberio, Aaron does not kill him. He does not eat him and take his Titan. He literally does the worst thing strategically possible he leaves him to regenerate and he'll come back and fight him again another day. Mm-hmm. Is that what Aaron wants? Does Aaron just want a good fight with Reiner, full full health Reiner? <laughs> or is he planning something else? Did he spare him for a reason? Yeah. 
There's obviously more to the story. You remember their whole conversation in the in the underneath uh, the the stage in Liberio and yeah and, and so on. Like I think there's there's more to the story between Aaron and Reiner in particular because they have this whole like conversation. Well, you, mm-hmm. And I remember when we right when we got to that conversation and even kind of some of it was like in the trailer and stuff. All of us were talking about how okay, look, this kind of proves an interesting theory, which is that like Aaron starts to understand. Um, Reiner and them a little bit once he finds out that they were kind of forced into this thing. Mm-hmm. Like there's some. I'm the same as you, Aaron. Yeah, I'm the same. Or as I'm you. the same as you, Reiner. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just it's there's some brotherhood or bond or there's something there. Which is why I think there's more to it than just oh I'm gonna leave you to regain heal and I'm gonna fight you and kill you now. I think he wants something more. What he wants, I could not tell you. However, hmm. this is really great. I missed this great I saw, comment. Yeah, I saw this comment as well. Reiner stabs Aaron with the spear from the uh, the shards of the, the uh, Warhammer, Warhammer yeah. right as Magath is talking about Helos. Yeah, we need another hero. We had the spear. We need another hero. Another person who's going to give their life to stand up and save the world. Yeah, but Helos was fiction. That's the problem. But could, we need could Reiner one. be that hero? Yeah. I think, I thought it was going to be Gabby. I thought Gabby was going to be kind of the new Luke Skywalker to bring balance to the Force. The yeah. new person... It maybe, may still be the case. Maybe it's going to be Reiner. Maybe it's Colt. Maybe it's Gabby. Maybe it's uh, Falco. Yeah. No, I think that I, I think that may still be possible. Um, okay. So let's see here. Um, yeah. So I want to get to this part. Okay. So Pick runs away with Gabby. Uh, she she saves her. She kind of like lets her down. You're right. Somebody puts this in the comments to you that she should be covered in Titan spit. Yeah. She should. We know that's true because I was actually was just rewatching season one, and when Armin gets saved, Aaron throws Armin out of the Titan's mouth or whatever. When he meets up with he's Connie, he's like, covered. "Why can't you talk? And why? What is the slime all over you?" He literally asks him. Um, okay, Maybe yeah. it's because Pick has no intent to eat her. She's not salivating like the pure Titans do when they try to eat somebody. Oh. She's. Because usually, restraining herself. Well, yeah, and usually when a pure titan is about to eat a a human, you see they show their saliva dripping. Interesting. Oh, I just got ahead of myself. Sorry. The next bit here is the is Aaron says to himself uh, to think that Marley would launch such a desperate attack, uh, considering all the stuff that they don't know. They they're taking a huge risk here, which is accurate. It, it is. It is a, a desperate attack. They even said that it will take us six months to a year or whatever mm-hmm. to be to, ready to be ready, and they do it in a month. Yeah, like that's super quick. Uh, okay, so this is that, that's a good observation. I'm not sure what else to say about that. The next part I want to get to is Yelena yelling at Aaron. She's like, "Aaron, you need to run. You get need out to, of your Titan yeah, body. Get Come out of your Titan body. Now. Go underground. Use the war hammer, and then run off." Aaron does. As he you just described it. The stares at her husband, who, husband slash dad, who's been asked a stupid question but doesn't want to like explain the answer. And doesn't want to get in a fight. Yeah, like I don't want to fight about this right now. And just, he just like, looks at her and is like. Anyway, anyway, walks away like, I'm going to do my own thing. You must not know about me. I'm Aaron. I kill everything. You think I'm going to walk away from a fight with Reiner? Now, this is an interesting point, though, because if Aaron's only goal is to get with Zeke, do either the rumbling or the forced sterilization of everybody, right? then strategically, Yelena's correct. You don't need to fight. Get the F out of there. Get out of the town. Run. Go find Zeke. Just touch him. Do the stuff you need to do, and then yeah. who cares what you? If you do live, if you die, whatever happens, your goal is complete. But to me, this could be a point that Aaron's goal is not yet only to do what Zeke wants to do. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Yeah, there's something else going on here. He ignores her pretty easily, you know. Whereas it seems like she kind of like that. I was kind of noting these two haven't really parted 
they haven't really uh, differed on anything up to up to that we know of up to now. Yeah, there's been no point at which Yelena and Aaron seem to have like a disagreement. They were like fully in on this on this exact same plan. They were in lockstep up until just now. And and you're right, strategically it makes less sense unless Aaron has some other goals or some other things in mind or his own pride. It's possible, I suppose, yeah. he could be driven by like, no, I need to prove to everybody I'm the freaking best. Um, yeah. So so Aaron walks out into the into the street of Shikinchina. Remember, this is an he, like, empty jumps Shikinchina. off the castle. <laughs> a freshly rebuilt Shikinchina, which is kind of a shame. Like, <laughs> At least no one's there. I know. They no like they finished rebuilding down. it, evacuate it, and yeah. then destroy it immediately. Yeah. Yeah. So um one thing that's interesting here is as he goes out to fight, you're about to get to the the, the peak moment where Peak's gonna talk. Um, we're not quite there. So okay. Reiner transforms and they start the fight. I mean, there's, there's, there's not. I like how Reiner's like coming out of the sky and he sees Aaron and shows him his hand, like, like I'm, Aaron I'm showed Mikasa and Armin his hand I'm when he walked in. Like, I'm just letting you know, I've sliced my hand open. So any second now. Yeah, I'm freaking ready for this. It's gonna the, happen. The only line from this I want to talk about is where he says, um, uh, only you. So Aaron is saying to himself, like to to Reiner, like only you could have convinced them to do something this stupid. Marley to do something <laughs> yeah. this stupid. Okay, how stupid is it? Would you rather give Zeke and Aaron six months to do whatever the F they want and come really prepared with a full-scale attack? Which is what Reiner was saying. Or would you rather go now and try to stop whatever they're trying to do? I'd rather go now. No, I, I, I agree. I it think they is risky. Move. It is risky. But stupid what is combat, the wrong word, though. What combat yeah. is not risky? What fight? What war is not risky? Right? There's always risk in war. I think it's a measured risk. I think it's the right response. Obviously, you wish you had all the tanks and whatever else they have. You wish you had yeah. everything full. But for a half, you know, half-ass attack, this is pretty dang good to have. It shapes up paratroopers, yeah. machine guns from the sky. You've got flares, guns. anti-Titan guns, snipers. <laughs> like they do some work for. I mean, I'd hate to see what a full-scale attack would do. Yeah, and that's I think why the rumbling had to be. On, on the, the table, table. Mm-hmm. so um, it's definitely interesting here. Yeah. So the fight commences. Of course, this is like every time we get to these fight scenes, I'm like, oh, there's so much to talk about. But like, it's more like enjoy yeah. the spectacle. Yeah. Because the animation, I think, is on point. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of what Reiner looks here. Reiner's like back to his full self. Mm-hmm. Aaron looks like a freaking just absolute badass. Beast. Like everybody yeah. is like tip top shape here and they go in for this fight they like tackle each other and then that's when we cut away to the PX scene okay um, so they don't just tackle each other okay, explain I will explain you would like well, to break first. down the fight scene right before that happened uh, before kind of this, this this scene here we had you know the rebirth of Zeke and then Zeke says we have to keep more moving forward don't we Aaron then the newest hottest track just dropped in attack on titan lore oh my this gosh, new dude. opening is oh a banger out of the gate like the last ep- the last like season it caused, it grew it caused destruction we hated it first and then it grew on us and then we're like like we liked it at the end this out of the gate like we cleared the pit out and started throwing haymakers like it was just fire out of the gate it's true we all immediately liked it it was just so it was good. Good right away. We're all metal fans here, yeah, so <laughs> Eric actually puts this song on first hearing. This is heresy to me, but he puts it on first hearing above the original opening song. I I also do. I I could see contendership at definitely top no, top three, the best but one. You put it above. I mean, the classic. I might have been caught up in the moment. It's apples and oranges. Realistically, it is the, apples that and original oranges. one is still one of the absolute best. That's true. I I kind of liked them all. 
to an ex- to an extent, but definitely number one. I think <sighs> it's just so alone. good. The opening, yes, like it's still in my heart. You know, it's still in my heart. I go out there. I think it's actually. I think that opening. But this one just feels so right, like for the season, for like the the events that are happening right now. The mood, the the lyrics, the like he comes out, Aaron's screaming, rumbling, rumbling, like so so good. We we see some cool, interesting bits in this um in this uh opening song. We see a Le- uh, Hanjay who's looking very depressed, and we see a Levi whose face is turned away. But I would contend that you don't put a dead guy in a trailer. <laughs> I hope he's not you dead. You don't put a dead guy I, in a trailer. I'm just preparing myself. Uh, the lyrics almost made it. Nelson said the lyrics almost made her cry. Yeah. We, we read the lyrics right after the episode, and I was like, yeah, this one's actually like. There's a little depth in there for sure. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't know if it's too spoilery or not or whatever, but I just like, oh, it's actually kind of, it feels like it's describing this season really well. Yeah. Swap Javi said, those are fighting words. Okay. Yeah. I, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I think right. Nate the Great's there. He says, you know, this opening needs a little more time to grow on me to officially give it the title of the best opening. Right? Yeah. But this is the last opening we're going to get. And yeah. they ended it with a perfect or song is it? to fit. The, well, yeah, okay. If there's a movie, there's at least yeah. one Might be more one more. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I it's, really liked this one though. Gonna be very good. Yeah. Okay. So they didn't put Sasha in the opening. They don't put Irwin in the opening. Right. Why would they put Levi if he's dead? Didn't they put Irwin in one of the openings the year he after he died? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Maybe. Anyway. So great opening song. Now to get to the fighting. All right. Well, yeah. Charlie I want to the, the Sasha pick was scene. In the, the where we we get a bunch of information here. Oh, you want to go to the fight first or the pick first? Or. Okay, why don't you do the fight and we'll talk about because fight, kind of, the fight they, Pete. they do this thing where they intersperse the fight with like informational bits or whatever. Just tell us the fight and then we'll then we'll talk about the PX scene or whatever. Okay, so Reiner comes out hot as a cannon, hotter than a two dollar pistol. Right, he comes out <laughs> guns a blazing. He's throwing just absolute punches, and Aaron is backing up. He's got his um. Well, his Aaron charges him first. He goes oh, after sorry. him first. That's right. So, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. The fight starts. The exact opposite of the way the fights have started in the past. Yeah, we're Reiner charges, Aaron. right? And Aaron's had to adjust the strategy based on that. This time, Aaron charges. Mm-hmm. This is a whole 360 degree, sorry, whole 180 degree like go. change <laughs> based on based on what their where their characters were at in the past, mm-hmm. what their beliefs were at the past, where their stances were, and what they wanted. Right? This is, I think, this is showing us like, hey, maybe you're rooting for a different person now, right? Like. I don't think if I, I mentioned this before, but Forrest Griffin and Tito Ortiz fought three times, mm-hmm. and I rooted for a different person every single time, time because of the way they presented themselves, because of what they were fighting for, because at the end, like kind of whose side, like I was like, yeah, and first Forrest Griffin, he's the man. Screw Tito Ortiz, he's cocky or whatever, right? Um, and then finally, by the end, I was rooting. I was rooting for Tito. Actually, I, I know it's I'm ashamed to admit it, but I was rooting for Tito at the end because Forrest Griffin like was kind of cowardly like fought a, a weak fight didn't want to go engage it was just way different of a feeling i feel like they've done a really good job kind of giving us multiple perspectives you see how it is a great job of showing you the justification for each character yeah. and why they believe what you believe and so i don't blame anybody for believing what they believe it's all believable yeah but it does make you really question so reiner tackles aaron yeah first time i'm rooting for reiners right here boom <laughs> and if if you if you have been had made a, a habit of tackling people. You're a wrestler. You take people down. The worst thing you could do is get put on your back, and it's the first thing Aaron does. I'm like, smart, Aaron. If I was Reiner, I'd be training my sprawl training. I'd be training a little guillotine or something like that. But no, mm-hmm. he gets taken down. Fight kind of continues. The next scene we see is 
um, Reiner's up. He's throwing punches. Aaron's got his um, his armor on, his his hands. He's, he's blocking, blocking. He's bobbing and weaving. He's taking them. Nothing's really landing, but Reiner's definitely making them back up. He's not letting him get anything off, which ultimately, the more time Reiner can buy, the better. Yeah. Because machine guns are going to work better than fists, than fists and, and Titan gear. I think the uh, the Titan gun peaks getting set up. Galliard, the more he can get in position, the more time he can buy, the better. So he's really putting it on. As this is happening, Aaron's waiting for his moment. You could tell this isn't his first fight. Like he's good at, at hand-to-hand training. Well, he's fought Reiner multiple times before too. He thinks he knows like what's up, what's up this time. He's got his number, and so Reiner goes to throw something. Aaron ducks down and blam! He Just blasts him, him so hard immediately. The face armor of Reiner breaks off, and I'm like, oh, this isn't. You're in bad shape real quick. He's sometimes he's got a Warhammer crystal on his hands now. Sometimes you're watching a fight and you're like, oh, you're doing good, doing good. One shot changes the momentum of the fight and be like, oh shoot, you're in trouble. You need help or whatever. <laughs> we were kind of hoping, at, based off the prediction, that Reiner was actually going to come in this fight and like really do good against Aaron because yeah. he's got new motivation. You know, he wants to protect the kids and. And he's not doing so hot. Aaron mm-hmm. immediately hits him, jacks him up. He goes to follow up, and luckily Reiner ducks under this punch. He takes Aaron down. You're like, okay, all right, here come time for Reiner to shine. He jumps up to drop like just a straight hammer fist all the way to the ground. Aaron up kicks him, hits him right in the face, stumbles him back. Yeah, yeah. knocks him. Well, he knocks him completely back. They he show knocks him, him on completely his on his back. Right, it's a stiff up kick. Gives Aaron enough time to get up. And as he's up, Ryder's still dazed on the crowd. Yeah. You're like, this is not going good. No. So then Aaron walks over to Reiner. He's about to do something, but he senses somehow. Is it the spider senses, the titan senses? I don't know. He does something. His back hardens It is first. interesting. They yeah. haven't really shown him. They haven't shown anybody with this like predictive power just yet, except for right here. Yeah. yeah. Remember um, Annie? No, Annie did. Annie would... Any kind of like and was so like Zeke. They I, hardened the back of their neck. Behind they me. Because knew because someone they know, was because coming they knew behind. Was kind of, I'm saying Aaron's fully focused on the fight in front of him and still is and able to still pull it hardened it and then knew that the, the Galliard was behind him. Yeah. Threw the spikes up. But Galliard dashes around the spikes. He's like, nope, I'm not going to get caught up so it's easily. It's a pretty cool power, the Jaw Titan. <laughs> I'm wondering if he can hear. Jaw Titan isn't exactly quiet with his claws like breaking tiles as he's jumping off Fair the enough. roofs. Like yeah. maybe he heard him somehow. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, um, he he throws these spikes out, but to Gallard's defense, he actually dodges around them. He doesn't get completely killed by these spikes. Yeah. However, there's a difference. Aaron's not fighting emotionally. Aaron's fighting with like total confidence. Yeah, that's true. He's Gallard's yeah. like, I'm gonna get you back for killing my hometown and killing all my friends or whatever. And usually, it's not best to go into a fight Emotional. high on emotion. You want to see things very objective. You want to let your your senses be totally heightened, bob and weave, see the things come and get into the mind of the opponent, not being like, I'm going to hit you with everything I have. Oh, crap. Or roaring like, Blah! Yeah, so he, uh, he hits him with the spikes. Galliard comes. He kicks Aaron in the back. Aaron gets launched forward. It's enough time for Reiner to get up to his feet and grab Aaron by the face. And Reiner's got this like slow plotting like, Aaron, it's enough. Give up. You suffered enough, right? Yeah. You're not but, you can't win this on your own. If it's just, just you, you're not very effective. I just don't think he's right. I don't think he's right. He goes, Yeah, if it's just Aaron, you're not really effective. Aaron starts to jack both of them up at the same time. He's got three Titan powers inside of him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he beats you the last two times you guys have fought Reiner, like or close to. So he's obviously pretty dang effective. Yeah. Luckily, as this is about to happen, um, Aaron shoots out two spikes. He impales both. The, the jaw titan and Reiner with these two spikes. Mm-hmm. 
as it's happening, you're like, oh man, he's got him. He's got their number. He's going to wreck both of them. So I'm like, I'm not going to call them scouts because I want to differentiate our core crew of scouts. Yeah, the Jaegerists the then? Uh, Paradisians, I don't know. Paradisian Security Patrol. They fly Somebody. out with their ODM gear. Yeah. They're like, we're going to help them. We're going to give them a taste of these Thunder Spears and they're going to whatever. As that's happening, we hear an explosion and we see Aaron's brains hit the floor. Just blood pouring Boom. out of his skull. The gore in this episode is It's good. pretty it's insane. Just, it's his body just kind of like... Pan back over. <laughs> and the funny part is, it's General Magath, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. And he goes, man, how hard it is for Marley to fall in these times when their best gunner has he's also become general. the general, right? Yeah. He's the best gunner that Marley has on short notice. And so he's a general. He's calling the shots. And he's actually aiming the gun. The first shot is confirmed to be right to the brain. So they weren't aiming for the neck. They didn't want to just kill Aaron. They wanted to immobilize him. Mm-hmm. The first shot goes to the brain. It immobilizes the, the function on the body of a Titan. This is also true about humans. Now, not obviously on this extreme. You shoot a human's brain out, he's dead. But <laughs> if you can cause severe head trauma to somebody, specifically in the very top of someone's dome, it's called your central sulcus, that's where your motor functions come from. Mm-hmm. So you hit somebody top of the head, catch a punch an elbow or whatever it is it slows down their central motor functions and that begins to allow you openings to moon the fight when this happens the brain gets blown out Aaron slumps down he slows down and it gives an opportunity for um, Galliard and for uh, Reiner to get, get loose of the spikes, of spikes and yeah. to get out I would think that the goal of immobilizing Aaron is so that one of the other Titan shifters can eat him out of out of his Titan. Certainly. Which Certainly. is why they didn't go for the nape and just blow the crap out of Aaron. Um, I was going to say, so wait, that's pretty much, is that the, that's essentially the end of that fight fight part of it, right? That little bit. So let's go to Peak's part and yeah. then if we need to catch yeah, up. So yeah, so we're kind of sort of doing it a little out of order from the episode, bit. but chronologically this makes more sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, fight scenes freaking off the charts. I've been waiting for another like action kind of moment. I'm like, I'm really got to finally happen. So, all right. This scene with, uh, where pick delivers Gabby to Megath, they like reunite and he's like, you know, he's, even he acts like he has a soul. Uh huh. And he's like, why did you go behind enemy lines? And she's like, oh, I'm sorry or whatever. And they kind of, you know, he like puts his forehead to her and he yeah. like, holds her close. And, and Colt shows up and Colt. Where's bless my his brother? Heart. Where's Falco? Where's Falco? Where's Falco? And Gabby has to deliver some bad news. Okay, yeah. so she has to tell him um, he's in that building over there, the big fortress. It's like behind everybody. It's at the top of the hill, which looks really familiar from season one. It looks like the one where they had to do the the guns in the circle and the shoot the eyes and the whatever. The where do you st- where do you store your armaments? You store your like weapons and your ammunition in the armory. In the armory? armory. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's the one. <laughs> it looks like the armory that they had to do that whole thing yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Rebuilt. I don't know. Maybe not. Um, but at any rate, he's like, she's like, he's over there and, um, he's not doing so great because he has some spinal fluid that he, that he accidentally drank or got in his mouth or whatever. And Magath and, um, Colt look very, very they're, disturbed. They're not that. like tactical about it. They're like really surprised, really disturbed by that. And that's what made me go, oh, he's getting a Titan power. I've been Colt? saying this for a long time. Colt? Uh, no, uh, uh, Falco. Oh, okay, yeah. Falco's got this here, and he, like, he's, he's seconds away. Like, the next time there's a shout, like, it just seems like 
it just seems inevitable to, inevitable to me at this point. It's going to happen, and they're actually really concerned about him specifically. Yeah, initially I was thinking whatever he, he only got one little drop, and that's why he didn't go full Titan when when um, Zeke well, did his thing. None of them did because they were too far away. But he was too far away. Yeah, so, and is there they, still a risk? They all felt something though. He felt like electrocution. So is he just as susceptible, even though he didn't drink that much, is a drop all it takes? It seems so. Even um, Pixis was saying, I couldn't move for a second. So like everybody who, all 300 people that drank it. They're all like vulnerable to it. Vulnerable. Mm-hmm. So so if Aaron is in fact doing, well, we're not sure what Aaron's doing. But he's screaming. He's screaming. We don't think he has the Titan shot ability. I don't think so. But if Zeke shows up and does it, then maybe our boy could turn into a Titan, which would suck, except for unless he eats somebody, gets their power, and comes back as the and hero. Comes back around. Yeah. I think it's at least possible. Okay, so this is where Pig fills, starts to fill us in, and she says that, okay, Falco was detained along with 300 others. Mm-hmm. So that puts a number on roughly the number of, uh, at least in this location, the number of holdouts of scouts slash paradise, mm-hmm. non-Jaegerist holdouts, I'll put it that way, um, which we know is, you know, the Jean, Connie, we've got Armin and Mikasa. Pixis. Then, and, yeah, Pixis, kind of this whole crew. Um, so there's at least 300 in the area. And then she says that there are other about another 500 soldiers in the area, which we think are the ODM gear slinging, Thunderspear folks that are flying around. Um, and Megas says, it, it was Reiner's fear, or Reiner's fears that brought us here in the first place. And they get into this conversation, and it seems to me they, they have finally started to figure out, now that they're here, the plan starts to become clear to Marley. Because remember, up to th- we know a lot of stuff, because we've been watching all this stuff happening on Paradise. But back in Marley, they don't have all the information we They've have. They've been in almost more, more of the dark than the Eldians have been in the last year or two, maybe. Yes. Yes, and so this is where they're starting to unravel, and they 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 kind of put the pieces together, and they're like, okay, what's the story with like the rumbling or whatever? And uh, Pick says, listen, I can't tell you whether or not, like all the details about it, but I do know that this is probably their trump card. She says that uh, the fact that they haven't used it yet uh, means that p- the conditions aren't right for Aaron to actually do it. Mm-hmm. So she knows it's like they probably would have. There's 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 a reason. They could, they can, but there's got to be some reason that, that that they haven't. And I think and they, they get to it here. She, uh, he says, uh, "What are the conditions?" God, this show is so well put together. It, every thread you can follow back to where it needs to go. Gabby just happens to be on the airship within earshot mm-hmm. of the conversation about Zeke and Aaron and Haji's there and everybody's there, and they are talking about how, okay. In order to do this, we or now now we have a Titan with royal blood and the founding Titan, and that can that you know basically that that gives us the option to do the rebelling. She just happens to have the information. She just happens to be in the right place at the right time to tell them. No, I know how this is going to go down. I overheard something very important. I know the conditions. They have to touch. Like they have to be together. Mm-hmm. And so, so Puke says, at all costs. Then, if that's the case, we need to keep Seek and Aaron. From touching each other the the condition must not exist yet did you already mention the, the fact that she's really smart what the peaks a freaking detective oh yeah i not on this episode but yes i've said it before and i say it again we love we love peak even though she, we feel like we've she's been rooting really against her because she's so smart she's super clever and she's so smart she's smart enough to be like yeah i'm probably she's being like used their, and they're probably gonna kill me Armin, I feel right like. yeah but she's like so. sherlock peak over here she's like yeah. putting it all together she's like a strategist well she's also very like pretty she's like a spy she is a spy in this yeah. she has mm-hmm. been she's yeah. really like persuasive and can like kind yeah. of talk her angle up and i like, gotta say i under i undersold 
and undervalued the cart titan's power. Same. I was like, oh, you can carry stuff? I'm like, no, she can do a lot more, and she's a boss. They they picked a very good titan shifter Agreed. vessel. She can also apparently walk mm-hmm. under the ocean and just sneak onto islands without anybody noticing yeah. her. I guess. She's the one titan that can go in water? I mean, it's, yeah. Uh, maybe they all can. I don't know. But she can stay transformed for months at a time <laughs> and not go crazy. Right. Nate so the, the Great says, good thing it was Piek and not Gar- Galliard that heard the conversation. Galliard would never have been able to put two and two together. <laughs> True. 100%. Also, I can't remember who said this earlier in the comments, but they were talking about Piek's voice. And while she's in Titan form, they're like, that's a no for me. And I'm like, yeah, same. She sounds really freaking weird. Yeah. I don't like Her it. voice sounds like many voices talking at the same time underwater. She has a voice in many waters. Yeah. Her voice is like sound in many waters. I was just saying she no, sounds really legion. No, I wouldn't but... go that far, but like. Oh, okay, legion. Yeah, yeah. She yeah. sounds, yeah. By the way, the Beyond the Basement crew is now going to make a, a wine. Oh, are we? Yeah, it's, it's it's have that label on there. It's Monkey Merlot, or it's Zesty Seek, <laughs> or it's <laughs> somebody said now that you could actually buy a wine that has the same label and stuff from Japan, and in the warning it says this will not cause you to turn into a titan. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I want the real stuff, dang we it! Have to wait. We have to buy this for yeah, the sake yeah. of the show. Yeah. All right. So Unless good it's seven hundred dollars. So they they put it together here, and they they finally say. After Gabby's flashback, they say, I don't remember who it was that actually said, I think it's Colt. It's like, so wait, the Founding Titan of Titan with Royal Blood, does that mean Zeke is a royal? Which is something that we've suspected, right? We, and then we were confirmed eventually. Mm-hmm. And they mm-hmm. even maybe partially suspected, they're like, oh, Zeke, the, the Wonder Child, he's the most successful um, <laughs> beast, beast Titan to ever. ever be. We don't know what's your secret. He's like, oh, I'll tell you when I'm wiping my butt, you know, or I'm back or whatever, uh-huh. right? So. This is the answer to all the questions. Pico's that's why he has so many special powers is because he was a yeah. descendant of one of the restorationists. Yeah, Magath puts that together. He's like, oh, he's a descendant of restorationist. She it's says, possible yeah. that he's royal, yeah. And that's when she's like, we can't let them come in contact. Um, so Magath has an interesting line here where he says, Marley's shield uh, can be easily broken. And I'm, I'm thinking- Didn't what he, he say it couldn't be easily broken? No, I think I thought he said it. It, can't, it, it will easily be broken. But what I, what I'm saying is because before he called the armored titan Marley's shield in episode one of season yeah, four. Yeah, he did. Oh. He like that. This is a little point right. to absorb punishment, and he gets shot. Remember, Reiner gets like hit with the anti-titan weapons, and he just like cuts through him like butter. Yeah. So yeah. I'm almost wondering if that's what he's saying here. Like we because it sounds like what he's saying is we don't have long. Mm-hmm. Like we the power we want best we don't have as much as we thought, and. Um, Wait, Minda Pearl, he said he Marley's shield can't be easily broken? Oh. Couldn't be easily broken. That's what I thought he said. Can, okay, maybe I'm wrong. At any rate, at any rate, he does say the next line, which is important, when he says the whole the fate of the entire, it's no longer fighting just for Marley, the fate of the entire world is on our shoulders. Because we have to stop the rumbling. We know they can do it now, they have all the ingredients, they've got what they need, and uh, he says it's time to end this, he's time to, time to we're not going to... Um, Take our ch- we're going to kill the, kill the Founding Titan and take our chances. We're going to eat the Founding Titan and put an end to 2,000 years of malice. Yeah, he, th- he sees... That's pretty epic. He sees killing Eren as passing the buck down the line for the next generation to fight another Founding Titan. Because mm-hmm. that Titan power is going to go to somebody, right? Yeah. Yeah. He sees that as a... Not a victory. He wants a total victory. He wants to... He, he's trying to inspire his troops. This is where he gives the Helo speech. Yeah. He goes, Willie Tiber laid his life down just like helos of the past to like we need to to have somebody who's going to save the whole world we need to put an end to 2000 years of malice let's go yeah so it's interesting everybody's there's there's a 
people's motives and stories and stuff are kind of always evolving in the show. We're always learning a little bit more of information here. Yeah, and it's really difficult to be like, oh, yeah, Aaron sterilized everybody. Or, yeah, but Marley's Marley doesn't good. even know about that. They, they don't even know. even know. No, they don't. Yeah. They don't. And I'm like, I just cannot ever get on the side of Marley and Marley and government and Marley officials. These people literally have enslaved, enslaved internment zones where they like have Eldian soul, child soldiers. Like the mm-hmm. whole, as a, the fact that it's not just like, oh, the government does this, but I'm like, no, the society treats the Eldians like utter garbage, like a bunch yes. of racists. I'm like, I just can't. A society, yeah. Get behind that. I'm sorry. I'm not okay. really ever going to be on their side. To be fair to Marley, Willie Tiber did say in his speech, it, it, and even Magath, didn't he say to Magath, like, it's probably time for us to move beyond just using the Titans. Like, we need to have more actual Marleyan soldiers. We yeah. Have people actually he did. having their skin in the game. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't about like this forever. we should stop abusing people because it's wrong. It was like, yeah. if we're going to maintain world power, we need we need better weapons than just Titans. Yeah. So, anyway, so the fight scene kind of come, we already sort of broke all that down. Um, the next part I kind of wanted to get to is uh, Yelena kind of gives a line during the fight while Aaron's, Aaron's just been taken down, but he's just been run through with the whole, with the, the spear. The spear. He does the spikes. He gets run through. Or, oh, so he gets shot. He gets shot a he second time, through. and he's like leaning, he's yeah. like leaning back against one of the spikes. And Reiner building. pulls a Banff move and pulls the spike out of his own stomach and freaking rams Aaron through with it. It was a good job, dude. Yeah. And um, let's see here. Oh, who is it that makes this comment? Sorry, while well, I'm looking at it. I thought most of the officers were dead and they've only had a month. How did they regroup so quickly? Yeah. I can't remember who says that. It's one of Anya Capone or it's uh, Yelena or one of them. One of those guys. Yeah. So this I is think this, it was Yelena. This is the shot we're set where where they're, they're, it's, it's all of them standing around. So maybe it is Yelena. But... Uh, the Anya Capone says to himself here he goes um, the founder is going to get eaten and he runs off now again trailer sort of gave this one away we knew he was going to go unlock every, yeah. everybody but at any rate he runs off we're like okay Yelena says and to herself she says Aaron you're not like other people you're special same thing his mom told him same thing his dad told him yes yes which he makes me special. wonder if there's more to him being special than just he was their special boy you oh, know. I think so. It seems well, his like dad knew there was. It seems like consistently throughout the series, there have been comments made about, especially by Marlins, how quickly Aaron masters new Titans. Like that's not normal. I yeah, that's true. He's already. I mean, he's only had Except the Warhammer for, for a month, yeah. right? And he's already making weapons. And he, when he did, when he touched that pure Titan and accessed the Founder's power, he called titans to himself and right away used them as a weapon and reiner was like oh no you're dangerous like there's something natural that there's something about him that is Aaron. different yeah certainly and i think that the fact that he has titan memories before he has titan power yeah is a testimony of that it also seems like he he has access to the owl his memories and they're not blood relatives so maybe his brain somehow is accessing memories uniquely as well. Well, he had memories before. Well, him and Falco are the only two we've seen that have ti- seem to have Titan memories but before he, they have Titan before powers. They had but he Titan got powers. his Titan powers from his dad, who right. was a blood. Yes, true. true. But still, it's interesting to me that he seems to have access to the paths before so we know what that means. Murky. It is. Okay, so there's another line in here 
which I think is Magath. So they, they shoot Aaron the second time, so right before he gets run through, and he says, the Warhammer is powerful, but it exhausts quickly. Um, and remember, this uh, was built by Willie Tiber's sacrifice. Uh, and this is where he says that line, where we kind of get this, it's Magath's voice, but we're watching the fight, and he says, we need another hero. We need a Helos to come through and, and, and be a hero for, for Marley. Mm-hmm. And... This is an interesting scene. I feel like there's some poetry happening here, and I, I don't think we can quite pick up on all of it just yet mm-hmm. until like maybe a little later on. But um, it's interesting. He makes this comment about the Warhammer. It seems right because in, in Liberio, that was about, uh, roughly the same when uh, Laura Tiber had it. It's like she could like she had several bursts of like kind of craziness, and then she had to go in the crystal, and that was kind of it. Yeah, that was that was like the last the last gasp or whatever. So, um. So yeah, he gets he gets rammed through, and Reiner saying some lines to him. He's saying enough already. Uh, you've lost. Everyone has suffered enough already. You have suffered enough already. As if he cares. About he's saying it suffering. so compassionately as he's shoving a sharp thing directly through his body. Yeah, it's, <laughs> but it's a little twisted. Meanwhile, acknowledging the conversation they had back in the 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 basement yeah, under under yeah. the barrio, where he was like. My mom got eaten in front of me, fricker. Like, mm-hmm. I guess it's said that way, but we've I'm saying, all like, suffered. We've all suffered. Like, I understand you were actually kind of like each other, and there is a weird mutual understanding that we now know is mutual. Mm-hmm. Ryan yeah. actually thinks the similar, or Ryan, Reiner thinks similarly about. I'm the same as you, Aaron. They're or brothers Reiner, of yeah. a kind. They yes. are, and they've yeah. experienced a lot of the same things. You know, they were p- both picked on when yeah. they were kids. Yeah. They both came up for diversity. They birth- both weren't the number one pick when it came to like their classes and the in- yep. in Titans and mm-hmm. whatever and-, and scouts. And they both experienced great tragedy. They both had to rise up in their field to be to to take on this mission. And they both were fighting for what they believed was freedom. Both of those guys had a hard rea- realization of what that yeah. looked like when they actually got to the other side, mm-hmm. right? Dang. So yeah, there's definitely a connection there. Um, y- you're, you you suffered enough. He's want Aaron. Last thing he told him was, "You got to keep pushing forward." Mm-hmm. Just what you told me, right? We got to keep pushing forward, no matter how much it hurts, no matter what you go through. And Ryan is saying, "It's time to, to stop. stop pushing forward and just rest." What do you think? What is what is Reiner's solution here? Rest from what? You're gonna convince Marley to lay down their guns. You're gonna convince Paradise to lay down their guns. Like I don't know. What is he? What is he thinking? What I mean. What if he's just a tired old man at the end of his term? <laughs> what if Reiner? What if Reiner? I don't know. Maybe his dream was to he'd take the power from Aaron, or he'd get Aaron to stop. He'd get Aaron. He'd get Aaron to agree to like lay down his arms. Mm-hmm. But they. I don't think Reiner wants Aaron to go back to Liberio and be a slave there. I don't think he wants to. I don't think he wants that for Gabby or for Falco either. Yeah. yeah. I think he would be like, listen. Uh, well, Gabby, Gabby wouldn't settle for it. Now. We're staying here. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna build a, a country here, and we're not, and we're gonna keep ourselves separate from the rest of the nations. Yeah. Maybe that's Reiner's dream scenario. It's not gonna happen. Yeah, well, certainly, he's, he's almost dead anyway. Remember, just as a matter of time, like yeah. he's he's on his last bit. Yeah, all Reiner wants is his story, guys. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Too late, dude. Someone else got somebody else already friggin' uh-huh. had a kid with her and everything. Yeah, oh. Maybe it was Reiner. That'd be dope if we we're like <laughs> the secret <laughs> connect. Somehow he snuck off the ship, and you know. I don't know how they would explain no, that, but uh, that, was, that would so. be nuts. That would be a little too nuts. All right, so that's that cuts cuts and gets us to the prison <laughs> through the pass. Reiner says <laughs> <laughs> some weird ethereal VR no. procreation happening. Oh my gosh! Hey man, meet me in the past tonight, okay? 
Okay, wait. I think Charlotte might be right. He's saying Reiner still probably knows her as Krista. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, the story, yeah, he doesn't know. He her. doesn't know. He she's never the queen, probably, or any of that. He doesn't know anything. See, he, he loved her before she was a queen. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, he was. She was always a queen in his heart. You know Dude, what I'm saying? Talk about giant question marks. Uh, we started. Yeah. I know this is a bunny show, but before the show, I was saying like the two two giant things that are looming or character storylines <laughs> we haven't gotten to are Annie. Nothing from Annie at all. We know it's coming, and Historia slash Historia's husband. Or, is he not some or, kind of honorary king type thing? We now, haven't had or? mention of either one of those. The, for we don't know him episodes. as her husband, really. He's her consort. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which a consort is an unmarried, uh, you know. Uh, yes. But question, how Annie. how do you select, how does one select that? Okay, I don't know. It's just, <laughs> we don't know. Well, remember, she knew her from child. She knew her from childhood, and we think there might have been relations there. But we're not sure, and we're highly sus on this whole situation. Uh, yeah. Okay. New. new it's a cover talk. story. Paris says Ymir turned over in his grave, as we're talking about. Yeah. Ryan are getting <laughs> somebody else. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so they get to the prison. Ian Gabon's got the key. He's shaking. He's shaking luckily. Hey guys. Okay. Okay. So, see, Marley came in, and they have about five hundred soldiers of their own, and they got the Titans, and he's like all freaked out. He, he's selling it. <laughs> Listen, I just. <laughs> They do a really good job with making him like a nervous wreck right here, and like the ever, all the the scouts and stuff in there are like, "You good, man? Like, what are you doing right now? Like, <laughs> this just, it really doesn't make sense." So anyway, he's telling him he's like, "Listen, Marley's gonna come. They're gonna steal the founder. Uh, help us protect Aaron." And right as he's saying that, that's when he gets the door open and like the key comes out. Chad Connie <laughs> comes Chad out. Chad Connie comes out like a freaking hurricane. Just <laughs> I don't trust you. Grabs him by the throat, throws him up against. Okay, I'm surprised his shirt didn't burst open <laughs> yeah. from the testosterone pumping through Connie's vein. Chad Connie's here, you guys. Poor <laughs> Connie. He's like, I'm so sick of being betrayed by everyone. Cornelius, the, the PBR cans in the back of the prison. He's like, I'm juiced. Okay, <laughs> that's like, right. That's right. <laughs> Connie, relax. Bro. Connie, when, were you, when did you start chewing in the okay, Yeah, let just now. You, let me tell you something, brother, okay? Okay, but in this scene, Connie becomes the id of at least us, definitely me. Connie Connie fully embodies and says all the things I've been saying for a while now, and I love him mm-hmm. for it. Yeah. Because he's we just, are all Connie. Yeah, Newton. we're all Connie for for a minute because he freaking slams Prison changed him. <laughs> prison. <laughs> you know, that long prison <laughs> That long prison sentence. Where'd you get this tattoo from? You don't know what it's like it's in there. Got a tear. You know what it's like in the clink. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't that mean you've killed a man? Someone's dead in the corner. Like, what? Nah, why, why is Jean dead? He was in there with Papa Browse. Okay, he was getting rehabilitated. All right, you can't go wrong Finding with Papa Jesus Brown. there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> prison change. Okay, it'll do that to a man. It'll make you hard. Honey would. So, okay. <laughs> oh <my> He's saying. <laughs> think... Chad Connie. Chad Connie's the new hero. He's the Helos. We found him. That's He's right. our Helos. He's our Helos. Okay. okay. The funny part. I'm trying not to cry. The funny it's so part hard. is, you're right. Connie's all of us. Like, <laughs> and I think, like, okay, Connie statistically, not statistically, aver- on average, Connie has tried to be like, the dumb voice of where the whole heart of the show is at. Yeah. You know, 
Something See, happens that we, we've one. seen coming, and we're like, yeah, we kind of see this coming. And Connie's like, oh, this thing happened? And you're like, yeah, this is actually where people would, would be at. This is yeah. where they would be feeling, you know, betrayal happens. Reiner, like, he feels so emotionally hurt, and he is like the emotional um, thermostat yeah. of the episode, right, of, of the season. He, he, he As he goes, like, as he rises and he falls. Yeah, it's he true. He's the heart you, of the show. He, he's, he's definitely one of those. Sasha was, was right there, too. You know, they, they kind of gave you this is what the average person is feeling in this moment. And us as like viewers from the outside, you know, we're, we're speculating everything. We have more, more ability to kind of look objectively at everything or whatever. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we can kind of forget like, yeah, that was, that's what it'd really feel like. Yeah. yeah. But here, right here, <laughs> this point is a hundred percent where we have been at as, as the BTB crew. We're like, no, Con- Connie says lots of things that are straight fire here. He goes, what do you mean? We, we need to go out there and do something. What do you mean? What is this we? Like when you get voluntold for something or your wife's like, yeah, we need to clean out the garage. You're like, when you say we, are you saying uh, I need to do that? Yeah. You know? yeah. Where's the we? You got what, somebody else with you there? What's, you gonna... the, what's the us that you're talking about? Yeah. He goes, what do you mean we? Like you think we're on the same side. You just put us in prison. You just locked us up. You just basically told us that, you know, sorry for you guys chose the wrong side. We've got our own plan here. And all of a sudden now you're coming to us for help. Mm-hmm. And guys, I'm tired of being betrayed. Annie, Reiner, Bertolt, Aaron. I don't know what to stand up for and fight for anymore. Like he's hurt. He's broken. There's too many questions. The plot is very complex and amazing. And and, and he's breaking down because he doesn't know what the right thing to do in this moment. Mm -hmm. And I just go. There's just been so many twists and turns. And then Isayama, you nailed this moment. Okay. This is how we feel. Oh, absolutely. But his his crowning line of the whole thing as he's choking on Agabone, he says- He says, why would we help Aaron if none of us can have kids? None of us can even have kids. Yeah. Okay, this gets to something. Connie wants to be a dad. Yes, Mm -hmm. and this gets to something I have been burning. Okay, having read various comment sections and kind of gotten back and forth with people. Okay, I'm just going to be straight with you. If you're in in this weird camp of people, which it seems like is a a number that is so large it makes me uncomfortable, where you're like, (laughs) oh, no, the sterilization plan, that's a good thing. What the f are you talking about? <laughs> what what is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? I, I said this before. I said this during the, the trailer thing too. I'm like, that is literally Nazi bullcrap. Like that is the kind of stuff that the yeah. worst, yeah. most twisted, most sick individuals have ever come up with. The logic of the forced sterilization is the logic of suicide. What's the point? It would be better to have not lived of all, not live at all, than to than to suffer. As if, right, and you only come to that point if you think that there is no meaning in suffering, if you think that there's no, nothing beautiful can come of suffering, which you know isn't true. We all know that isn't true because if you've watched it, go freaking find any documentary on people who've gone, lived really hard lives and gone on to like accomplish beautiful things or like forgiven somebody. Like it's one of the most beautiful things there is, period, is that life, it's it's Mikasa's line, which kind of describes the show, as we said before, the world is cruel and also very beautiful. And that's kind of the whole thing. Like we just, I was just watching season one. I watched that episode again. Aaron puts the scarf on her and like, here it is. She's just lost her parents. She was about to be sold into some kind of like sex trafficking ring. There's whatever. Mm -hmm. She just had to freaking kill a man. And out of that moment, you get one of those, out of that suffering, horrible suffering, you get one of the most beautiful things, which is the adopt, her adoption. Mm-hmm. You can be a part of our family now. Like, come and and Aaron's saying, like, put the, uh, puts the puts scarf the on scarf her. On her and He's like, this is warm. And you like, can, you can be part of my home. And now. she says, I have a family to come home to home to now. And Aaron, you are my family. Yeah, that's definitely something that I feel like as a society we miss. Um, is 
when we see terrible tragedy happen, when we see like the wickedness of man, like fully unleashed, we see, you know, men dehumanizing and treating other, other, other people, mankind, I'm not saying men, just men. No, all mankind dehumanizing and treating others with contempt. It's the worst thing possible here. Rape, murder, kidnapping, racism, violence, like these terrible things happen. And we go like, oh, like our hearts break for that because we know it's not right. Somewhere inside of us, we all know like that's the wrong thing to do. And when we see those situations, sometimes we can we can despair. We can be like, oh, man, is there any hope? The world's just going to hell in a handbasket. Everything's wicked is happening all the time. Wickedness is not being restrained. You know, is there any hope for my kids, for for, mm-hmm. for the future, for generations? And yet, something I always found like very, very important, very beautiful is Mr. Rogers said, whenever you see a tragedy, look for the helpers. Look for the people that aren't just running away, that are running towards to help. Look mm-hmm. for the firemen, look for the police, look for the ambulance, look for volunteers. 9-11 happened and it was a terrible tragedy and many people died, many people that, that I know of, you know, personally, yeah. like, experienced but loss heroes were but heroes were born that day yeah and and the country came together and people were offering donations and there's memorials all these things there can be incredible wickedness on the earth and yet there can something beautiful come from those things adoption yeah. can come from those things you know mm-hmm. families that are pieced together can come from those things uh charities can come from those things like we we actually went to high school um with two girls who were killed yeah. When when we were young. Murdered. Like they were murdered, murdered and buried into our house type of thing. It's weird. It was <laughs> it was a terrible tragedy. It shook the whole school up. Everybody in the community was real shook up. Mm-hmm. And and you know, everyone's asking why, you know, how. We don't know the why. But all I know is out of that thing, charities and and and, and donations were, were taken and a, a foundation got formed to help stop the child trafficking and murder of other kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so even though this terrible thing happened, we would never wish it in the world. I don't just want to take that one on the chin and say, this is how the world is. I want to take yeah. the wicked things and I want to do something good about them. Yeah. I want to build something out of the, the terrible moments and make life worth living for the next generation. Yeah. You see the things that happened to Mikasa and yet Aaron and his dad come and say, you're going to be with us now. And then something beautiful come out of that. Yeah. There's, there's meaning to suffering. Like it's, and and like I said, like this this idea, like oh well, we'll just put an end to the, we'll just we'll just force everybody to not have kids against their own will, and then that'll end the reign of titans, and then that'll bring peace to the world. You're wrong. You know. Look he's around. Wrong. <laughs> the world's a terrible place. <laughs> Without any titans in the rest of the world, it wouldn't matter. Right. They're, they're plan- Here's the thing: is Marley's planning to do away with titans as a tech as a war technology because they mm-hmm. think that's oh, not that good anymore, and still planning to go to war. It's good. They still like, want to take over the world. You are not going to. Solve, make solve, world peace. You're not going to make world peace by ending an entire race of people. And here's the other thing. I was, I was saying this before, but it is the it, this forced sterilization thing of an entire race is the ideology of suicide. And it's, we should just say, it's not a good one. It's actually a horrible one. And it's worse than that because it's not your own suicide. It's, it's, it's you're forcing it on other people. You're doing the exact mistake that humans kind of make and we turn around and kind of go, yeah, actually, that's one of the worst things we do. As you take something you think is wrong with you, you you look at yourself and you think I'm wicked, and also everybody who has my genetics is also wicked. Therefore, we deserve whatever kind of hell or bad stuff. And I, not only do we deserve it, I'm actually going to go out and inflict it and enforce it upon other people who look and act like me. Okay, there's this thing. This is this is a real thing. Okay, I was going back to Nazi Germany because this show has so many like parallels, but like it's a real thing where you had Jews 
helping the Nazis who hated them because of their race and were trying to like exterminate them and experiment on them and do all this weird crap to them. And they there were Jews who signed up to help because they were they actually agreed they're like yeah like us Jews are like we're like termites on the world let me help you end this whole thing and they would like turn in their neighbors and join the SS and Pretty do all the it's just what weird. the heck it's exactly it's the ideology of suicide they're just the taking that role does not excuse them they're just as complicit as the as you know Nazi SS generals or whatever any of those guys who who did all these bad things to all these people but there's so but you see what I'm saying is this is a really sick and twisted ideology and just to be a little more frank I don't really like to get into this on the show but like that is kind of like there's something similar going on in America at least with the, with the conversation about race and like white people white people are wicked and all this all kind of horrible stuff I'm like no stop <laughs> stop we're going down a horrible path like we do not want to go down this path where you think well because I'm I've done bad things or people who look like me have done bad things therefore all people who look like me are are bad therefore they should be done away with or impoverished or something bad should happen to them like it's it's an immoral twisted way of thinking and so that's why like especially when at first like that they first revealed that plot line i'm like this is horrible and the thing is is nobody in the show has come out with any thing to say against that as to why specifically that's right now granted most of the characters didn't know they literally just found out this is episode 17 episode 16 they just found out it was even happening so i'll give them that but Connie coming out here and saying, why protect, why do anything for Aaron if we can't even have kids? Having kids and, quote, moving forward, all we can do is moving forward. Having a family and going through the hardship of having a family and the joys and the suffering and the awesomeness, like all the things, like, that's what moving forward for humanity is, period. Mm-hmm. And that's what young Aaron, season one Aaron, that's what he was desperate to do. He was desperate to not just survive in the walls and get eaten by ties, but to thrive mm-hmm. and for future generations to live beyond the walls. You want freedom for mm-hmm. everybody. And how you can have freedom if you have no hope and for the future? Where is that guy? So Come back to me, bro. Like, come back to me. So anyway. the, the heat comes, right? Yeah. Chad Connie's up here. He's strangling <laughs> on your thing. Capone. He's having like an emotional breakdown. You know, he's he's been in the joint for too long, right? And Armin goes, hang on a sec. Like, let a, let's hear him out. Armin, the voice of reason. Cooler heads are prevailing. It's beautiful. Armin says, let's hear him out. Arno Capone, like, what do you have to say for yourself? Right, tense moment. Yeah, <laughs> do, you, do you have the lines? I can pull it up if you want to. But do you have the lines? Oh yeah, he says he says uh, let, let's hear Connie, and uh, or, or Connie says sorry. Armin, Armin says, says let's, Connie, hear, him let's out. hear him out. Yeah. He uh, Anya Capone speaks up and he says I had no idea. I just didn't know this was the plan. Uh, the wine, the st- uh, euthanization. I didn't know anything about it. And Niccolo actually speaks up and defends him here. He says actually no, he's telling the truth. He says Yelena told us to keep quiet and not to tell the volunteers. I got a little confused here. I had to like suss this out just so for clarity's sake. Um, Niccolo was part of the group that was captured. They came to the island on the boats mm-hmm. and were captured. They were volunteers. They were like, no, no, I'm a, they were prisoners. They were forced to do stuff. So Niccolo was being forced to prepare the wine and also being forced to not tell the volunteers about this like secret plan. Um, and the volunteers were those who showed up on the boats as well, like Yelena, like Anyan Capone, but who were going there with the plan to join the par- to join Paradise. We're going to rebuild Paradise. We're going to make yeah. it. A, we're going to take down Marley. We're going to end the suffering of all the nations. Is mm-hmm. what the promise was. Mm-hmm. But for the soldiers who were captured, apparently Yelena was like, "Hey, you know what we're going to do? We're going to turn them all into titans." Yeah, we're and you're going to help me. I'm going to yeah. force this down your throat. So uh, he goes on to say, "I don't want the Eldians to be to be euthanized or sterilized." Uh, I want to beat Marley with you guys uh, side by side. I want to help rebuild or build build paradise. 
And that's and he goes on. He keeps going. He says that's why I threw everything away. Like he did, gave up his whole life to come here and do this. I did it because I believed this island had a future. Kids are the future. Children are the future. Okay, finally, like some clarity again. Right. I'm like I'm like very satisfied. I was hoping we weren't going to get into some weird esoteric. There's no such thing as a right or wrong kind of you know. Vert. I, I just was a little nervous about that. But like yeah. here we have some people saying what we're all thinking, which is like this is a bad plan. <laughs> This is a bad plan. Also, I think we talked about this before too. I'm like, why don't you just make it to where they can't turn into titans? So there's other yeah, options I, here. Yeah, I said that. But just yeah. deleting an entire people against their own you will, can against their own decisions, their bodies, taking just... a, take an entire group of people and, and assigning judgment to each of them, even though as individuals they haven't done anything wrong. Like, oh, well, you have the capacity. All of us have the capacity to do and, good and or do case, wickedness. It doesn't. It's not even their choice. Somebody else makes them a titan, and then sure. the titan is just dangerous. Happens yeah. to be dangerous. Like, okay. Yeah, um, Nate the Great makes a good point. He says um, it's the exact opposite of Irwin's ideology. We entrust our legacy to the to those who come after us. Mm-hmm. I can't remember exactly when he says this. Is it when he's talking with Levi or is it before that? They have a lot of epic lines in that right before he goes out and dies. Um, oh, it's during the uh, it's, episode of Irwin's final charge. Yeah, I was going to say, say I'm pretty sure it's his. Okay, mm-hmm. very interesting. Yeah, it, it, especially if you're if you're saying that Irwin's ideology would be counter to this current plan, then I'm on the side of Irwin. Yeah. Till death. Yeah, seriously. And even after. <laughs> so Anakamon makes his makes his plea here. He's like, I'm on your side. And he says, I did this because kids of the future. And if this plan is actually carried out, what's the point of all this effort? Right? And he, he And he says he point. like gave up everything for this plan. He he burned all his bridges. Like this is his only plan. Yeah. And if this doesn't work, what was the point of all that sacrifice? So Armin says, I believe you. And Armin quotes quotes uh, Anyang Capone to the group and to the rest of them. And I actually remember this line because I thought it was really interesting at the time. We're like, such a weird, uh, it's just such a uh, new thing to say as far as the show is concerned, where he says, you once uh, you once said, uh, we exist because we are wanted, which I love that line, yeah. including us, the subjects of Ymir. And that uh, it's more interesting with a mix of people I can see how your views are 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 opposed to Zeke's. I know who you are. I know you're just that kind of person. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, that was such an interesting conversation. He actually explains like, oh yeah, like God made the world. He has this, to them, a brand new perspective. Like, oh, God made the world and mm-hmm. made all these people. And you're actually, you exist because you're wanted. And there's, there's different kinds of people for all these different, you know, reasons. Like we're all here for a reason, basically. Our creator likes a mix of different race of people. That's why we're different races. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well said, I guess. 100%, like, bro. Okay. Let's go. Okay, I was mad. If you watch the reaction, you'll see I'm like all mixed on Onion Capone. I'm like, I hate you. I'm like, well, okay, wait. Do I? Um, no, I do. No, I don't. I'm like, yeah. But yeah. So Jean jumps on board. He's like, I believe you as well. Um, and then he's the one who asks the really important question. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we help Aaron and Zeke with the plan. Are we just going to help them do the euthanization, the forced sterilization plan? Yeah. If I go in on Save Aaron. He's still going to betray me and do the thing that I don't want. They'll probably put me back in jail after I help him. Mm-hmm. If I go and I help Marley, then they're going to try to take Aaron and enslave the whole world. And they think we're devils anyways. Like, who do we help? Yeah. And, and even Connie, like, even after he lets Anya Capone down, Anya Capone is like his good speech or whatever. And uh-huh. Armin's like, no, he's okay. Connie's still like hyped up. He's still yeah. Chad Connie. He's like, he's like, okay, but what do we do? I don't know what to do. Dang it. Like, uh, <laughs> I don't I know who to follow anymore. I think Nate said that Connie's been a follower, like not in a bad way. He's been a follower this whole time. Like, you know, first we're following Irwin and then we're following Levi. Mm-hmm. He followed Reiner and that was a mistake. And he followed Aaron and that seemed to be a mistake. Mm-hmm. And he, he, he's very 
Uh, he's getting jaded. <laughs> he's getting jaded, and he, and like he wants to follow somebody who's going to do what's right. Yeah. He wants to just put his stock behind somebody and go, let's go to the moon, right? But he's like, he's been jaded. He's been hurt. He, he's not sure. He's been burned before. And so he's like all hyped up. He's like, what do we do? You know? And so Armin's like, well, you know, uh, sorry, Anya Capone speaks up, but he says, no, I think we can stop. I think we can stop their forced sterilization plan. Let's let them do the rumbling to give Marley about, you know, 50-ish years or whatever. Well, yeah, Armin so, says it, but. So he says, okay, if we can stop the plan, which doesn't say exactly how, but he says, but if we lose those two, we can't win. We need to have the rumbling so that we can show the world or so that we can, yeah, basically so we can buy ourselves time. So mm-hmm. he doesn't say he's the plan outright, but it seems to me that what he's saying is, all right, we got to still have the founder. We like, we can't just like, you know, kill Aaron or something like that. Well, I don't know if you could, but like the idea is that we still need them to exist. Basically, I think what he's saying is if we can apprehend, if we can do the original plan, which is apprehend them, we keep them in them. separate places. We at least have the threat of the rumbling, which can secure the island and for to give us enough time for either diplomacy or war, whichever it comes to, in order to you know make sure that we can still exist. So he doesn't outright say that, but I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah, but basically, so um, what am I trying to say? Um, Armin jumps on board with this, and he's like, "Yeah, obviously, he's like into it." And then they turn to Mikasa. And like, all right, Mikasa, what do you say? You want to help Aaron? Oh man, this part just. Mm. I want to, she says, but it's just because of that. It's because I'm an Ackerman. It's not my own will. And she looks uh, down at the scarf, which she has taken off of her neck for the first time, probably uh, ever. She takes that scarf off, and she looks down at it. And Armin says what I've been saying this whole time, which is. Aaron lied. All of us said that. We're like, it's bullcrap, Mikasa. Don't you let him treat you other than the queen you are. So I've been gone back and watched some season one. And I was specifically the episode, The World the Girls Saw, which is where her like powers get awakened. And she like, you know, goes and defends Aaron after he defended her. I go back and watch that. I'm like, there is nothing. The, the first like five, six, seven episodes, there is nothing remotely close to what Aaron, the, the stuff that Aaron says at the table scene in the last episode, episode 16. And reality are just two totally different things. They're two totally different things. As far as what Aaron values, as far as the way he thinks of Armin, the way he thinks of Mikasa, the whole like, oh, you're just an Ackerman, so you're actually a slave, like sworn to, like, well, I gave you an order, you know, at the house, and so that that made you do these things. None of that is freaking true if you go back and watch it. None of what he said is true. So he asked her to fight. He asks her, like, fight with me. And there's a hope to, he, he's con- he's convincing her. He's he, not speaking to some deep thing without it, it appears. He didn't even know her. They hadn't even actually fully yep. met yet. Yeah. And he, he runs, he he disobeys his dad's direct order, runs to the house, devises a plan with a knife, kills two dudes on his own to mm-hmm. save her life. And as he's getting choked out by the third guy, that's when he's like, he's like, he's like, fight, you fight, we can win. If you don't fight, we'll die. But if you fight, we can we can win. Like we could do this together. And he just defended her to the death. And then this power like awakens in her mm-hmm. to go and do right. And she freaking like yeah. But also, you mentioned that uh, you know because we were like oh yeah, you know Mikasa always protects Aaron. Yeah. But you mentioned a couple times where she beats the tar out of she, him. She multiple times. She actually defends Armin by slamming Aaron into the table. Yeah, Aaron's like yelling at Armin at one point. And she freaking like throws him like checks him down. And I'm like, uh yeah, this is this is not a real thing. Plus. Plus, that would make Levi, but would put Levi in the same camp. And Levi does Levi, like, shoves his boot directly <laughs> in Aaron's Aaron. face, Levi's, even after he's a Titan. Yes. Levi's kink. And has the founding is, Titan. Levi's kink is hurting uh, Titan shifters. Like, that is his. <laughs> it's just, it's just 
Anyway, yeah. So, um, Mikasa's broken, and Armin is finally like he's got a spine. He took the beatings. He stood up for her. He's gonna do it again. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, you're like my sister, Mikasa. Like, no. We think Aaron could be lying. She says, well, I don't know. I do get headaches. I'm like, okay. So what? Everybody gets headaches, weirdo. But you could say, I mean, this is a good tactic that Aaron used. You could say that about lots of things. You could be like, hey, I know this one thing about you. So I'm going to tie this one thing about you that you get headaches to this way other thing and be like, this is how you, I know, because you get headaches. <gasps> what? Yeah. So like, <laughs> she did, they actually do show her getting the headache in season one or whatever too, but it's not related to it. it number one, it doesn't happen when she has to go and like defend Aaron. So that's like the first thing I noticed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, she goes, yeah, I don't know. And, and, and Armin goes, listen, like we're not sure if what he was saying was, a, was, was a sli- was a lie or not. However, you guys think Aaron would really want to end children forever? Mm-hmm. And they all, he, he's like, that's crazy, right? He looks around and they're all like, well, nah, I don't know about yeah, that. Yeah. And and John, isn't John who John goes? John says, it is yeah. outrageous. Or he, or he says, um, he says, I don't think it's like him. I agree. I don't think it's like him, but it's not that outrageous. Yeah. Yeah. And then Armin freaks out. It is it that outrageous. Is outrageous. And, and, and the difference is, obviously they're all close, but John and Connie don't have the relationship that Armin and Mikasa had with Aaron. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're looking a little more like, you know, he's kind of changed a little bit, you know, and Aaron's like, it's not just a little bit. It's an entire reversal of what, of who we knew Aaron to be mm-hmm. in, the, in the first season, right? Of who we knew Aaron to be when we were growing up, fighting for freedom, sticking up for the underdog, giving your life, every, Tata yeah. K, fight to, to get to this side of the wall, to get peace, to get hope, right? To get these things. And now he's like, yeah, I kind of just want to end it all, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was probably we've been saying this whole time, like something or someone has gotten into him. The things are not what they seem. Well, that that much we can say for sure. Um, so I think it's John who asked the question, "Why doesn't?" Or no, Connie actually. I think is one who says, "Why doesn't he oppose Zeke and Yelena?" Okay, it's just a valid question. Mm-hmm. Arm's response is, "He doesn't have to. After all, the founding titan is his to use." Which is to say that so long as he goes through the plan, so long as he touches, you know, with uh, with Zeke. Zeke doesn't really have a say in what happens. He, do he, doesn't he, have wants. The, he doesn't have the founding Titan. Aaron does. Aaron can do whatever he wants. Um, and he's also saying he has no other choice. If he refused, what would what would Elena have done? You know, basically, if he can convince them he's an ally, this is where he he jumps on board with the the rumbling plan. It's like mm-hmm. we can protect this island with the rumbling for at least fifty years. Yeah. Now that's interesting coming from from somebody who just halfway through the last bit of the last half of about halfway through the season for part one <laughs> so many things to get through uh he was not for the rumbling none of them were they were all kind of right. like well i'm not so sure about this like we need to like weigh this yeah. thing and figure this whole thing out so apparently he's on board with the rumbling now i guess i can understand it makes it that does make the most sense for the moment however however this is a giant however you did not need zeke for any of this you have you have, you have freaking historia. historia he can just touch her and i think aaron knows that too because when he touched her he hand, does he like know that. felt something happen and he didn't want to tell anyone. He does know that. And I just have to, I wonder how much about Historius and Historia and Aaron, if what, like in the interim, if something happened, like how much mm-hmm. about that do we not know? Zeke is not required for the rumbling. He's not even required for the euthanization plan. He's not required for any of that stuff. You don't need him for anything. All you need is a yeah. time with royal blood. I Once think... you have the information, so which he has, is just go and do it. Is it to get the beast titan on the island for some reason? Like, what I think, is the long game? I think it is a part of keeping your, your friends close and your enemies closer. Um, 
Historia has to be a Titan. No, I, they never say that. No, she. I don't think so. He did touch... He touches Historia and has memories when he, she's just a normal human. He does. And, he touches and, He touches a pure Titan, which is... Uh, but it's a Titan. A royal. But it is a Titan. But I'm saying he touches... So what, I'm, what I'm saying is... The requirement isn't there because he gets he gets tight he gets his uh, powers when he touches power slash memories when he touches um his dad's former wife now yeah, turned titan yeah. I can't yeah. remember her name he touches the clown titan okay because she's yeah. got royal blood and he's able to do it then he has memories the whole thing happens like the the, the power is awakened the, his, the whatever when he touches Historia as a human as a person so maybe you can make the claim okay well. He can't do the full rumbling. Maybe, maybe not. But my point is that you could still just turn his story into a Titan if it really comes down to that. Yeah. If he doesn't really mm-hmm. care about the fate of humanity or whatever anyway. like, And not only he, that, she's had a kid. He's wanted Take to her pro- kid and do it. Like, he's wanted to protect her, though. He didn't want her to be used. Well, previously. Previously. He didn't want her to be used like that. All I'm saying is like. I think his ploy which, is to use the Beast Titan to get what he wants. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I guess so. I, I still don't think I have it all figured out. I'm just saying it doesn't really make sense to me to be like, no, 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 you have to have a Titan. They have to be a Titan shifter. That, that's not been established, at least. Not in the show. In, in the trailer, it's deceiving because both Zeke and Aaron touch foreheads mm-hmm. and they're not in Titan form. But this Correct. could be one of those anime things where they it just like shows that happening even though in reality they're both in their Titan form or whatever. It could be, you know, there's been times in the past... Well, Aaron wasn't a Titan when he used the power in the first place. Right, but he, he just touched, touched one. a mm-hmm. Titan. He, I think you have to touch a Titan of Royal Blood. I think that's the... That's, but when he touched his story of the spark flew the exact same He gets stuff memories. Happened. Yeah, but there's no Titans around to control at the time. Right, so he just gets memories. Doesn't mean he could use the Titan power. It also doesn't mean that he can't. Doesn't mean he we, can't use. We the haven't titan experimented. This, if that's, that's the case, and they've and never Aaron, taken him out to a field with a bunch of freaking pure Titans and Historia and go touch her and see what happens. Surely, however, if if Aaron is the father, which we don't know for sure, he definitely Dude, touched her quite though. a bit. To be, <laughs> <laughs> does that mean? Does that mean Aaron's already activated the founding Titans' power? Does that mean he's got some other stuff going on? Yeah. Okay. Uh, what are the comments? I can't say your name. J- Mercer? Aaron Aaron says, I am who I've always been. This is an important line. I know it's an important line. And I... I, I almost wonder if now that you're saying that, if that's his... Even though he's treating them like dirt and saying, Mikasa, I've always hated you. If that's his little hint in there, that he has to drop a hint. They're like, hey, I actually am still the me that I've always been, which is... Yes. So maybe, but so still, I, you don't I have to treat up. your friends like dirt. So I brought this up. I brought this up. We were, okay, the, the table scene. It's the most intense scene, you know, I think all of last season, even though there's some pretty crazy stuff that happened. But one of the most intense things is Aaron walks in, right? And he walks in like a pro wrestling heel, dark demeanor, dark clothes, treats the people that we love like trash, isn't energetic, isn't charismatic, isn't passionate. He's not Zeke trying to win you over to his cause. He goes, yeah, I'm doing what I want. Screw you guys, right? He comes in the anti-Aaron. It looks like nothing of what we've seen in the past before. And so we go, how can you not be influenced, right? Mm-hmm. How can you not be Aaron? Then he, I think he either gives us some strategic clues or he's he's lying to them for some reason. Why would you lie to Mikasa about the fact that she's an Ackerman and she she's controlled by him? This is what we were talking about earlier. Why would you lie to Mikasa? What does that lie accomplish? Yeah. If you're really Aaron and you really want your friends to be on board, all he'd have to do is go, hey guys, I've got a plan. Trust me. All right, guys, round them up, right? And I made mm-hmm. the point he didn't say that because there was people around, 
but you thought there was nobody else in the room but those three. There, it was well, yeah, it was four because Gabby's it's Gabby, Gabby's Armin, Mikasa, and Aaron. They, they, no, I we just watched it recently, Becca and I. There was nobody else in the room. Flock and them only run into the room after he starts beating them up. So They've why couldn't he? Why couldn't he be like, hey guys, don't worry. Unless valid question. Unless there's something else going on in his head. Unless there's more than one person home. Unless Aaron has got an internal his fight. His mind is fractured yeah. like Reiner. Maybe they're more alike than we realize. One of the clues, I think, is when he looks at at um, at uh, Armin and he goes, you are still visiting Annie, aren't you? You've got an enemy inside you. And I mm-hmm. go, oh, he's saying there's enemies inside him. And then he goes, I am who, you know, I- I've always been this way. And we go, no, you haven't. You haven't yeah. always been this way, right? You it's okay to be like, listen, my, my my views have changed. I've matured. I've become a different person. He doesn't say it. He's, I am who I've always been, which means to me, hey, I'm I'm partially still in control of this thing, even though other factors are going on. There's something else going on here. I think that could be his way of like communicating to them. But the thing that he says that to me is like, okay, we know that he's not telling the truth is he goes, I've always hated you, Mikasa. And I'm like, okay. Now we know you're not telling 100% of the truth. Now yeah. we know that there's something else going on here at this table talk. I think it could be 3D chess. Eric thinks it could be something else. I don't know. I mean, maybe it maybe it is. Maybe it is the the 3D chess move. It's possible. I just it just isn't clear to me and I'm just really mad that he like said those hurtful things. Oh my gosh, I'm just like, I'm just like <laughs> yeah. you freaking jerk. I'm mad that he beat the crap out of Armin too. Yes, both of those things. Yeah. Okay, it, Nate the Great here is, is making some points too about okay. some of the Historia stuff just to get back to that for a second. The MPs did say that someone must have told Historia about their plan to turn her into a Titan in order to incentivize her to have a kid to forestall that. That's that a very good point. That's true. Didn't that she know about that? That may the opposite of what I was just saying, actually. Because mm-hmm. you're right. I do remember that. And they're, they're saying, like, you know, they didn't have a plan to turn her into a Titan or something they're about. Well, I mean, Zeke laid out his plan and Historia agreed to be turned into a Titan. And she agreed to have a kid. Yeah. Well, not she didn't agree to be turned into a Titan. She agreed to have a kid. I remember her saying, I'll do what you want. I'll I'll take your power when <sighs> you're done I can watch that. All I know is that that changes the math a little bit. You're right. So if they can't use the story, then they do need Zeke. That would make more sense, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, the other comment was... Uh, he's saying that Saver came to the conclusion it had to be a Titan touching the founding Titan, independent of any info from Paradise. I don't remember that part specifically either. We did just watch the episode. Maybe that won't apply to me again. It's very possible. But... It seemed to me like he was speculating. It didn't seem like he well, knew that for sure. It, yeah. When he, w- I just watched, I just rewatched it like a few days ago. Same, yeah. And it seemed to me when he was talking to Zeke that they were speculating what they think is the yeah because he has key. he has a bunch of Titan memories. Like that was kind of his thing. He, he went through the like, paths, yeah, you know, and could access a bunch of like memories. And that's how he's that's how he's the one who because he's the one who knew about the whole like. Apparently, he's the only one who knew about, oh, well, you can change the biology of all LDNs in some way. And then that's when they, like, again, I'm like, why not just change your biology so they can't become Titans? Why make, delete them as a race yeah. by making yeah. them, like, and, and you're fooling yourself. You think, oh, well, the more, the more, hum, you know, humane ways, just let them die off without having children. I'm like, that mm-hmm. is not, <laughs> sorry. No. Yeah. Um, Nate says that uh, during the meeting with uh, Azumobito, where Zeke's plan was detailed, Historia volunteered to both become a Titan and to have kids. Aaron vehemently opposed both at the table. Oh, uh, the yeah, that's what I remember. Could kill a child, so they want to wait till afterwards. It's a forestall. It forestalls that point. That's yeah. why they need Zeke. 
Okay. Uh, I, I, All right. I do that makes that. more sense. I do remember that. Yeah. Okay, 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 okay. I'm uh, on board. You persuaded me. Mercer also says, Aaron says to Zeke, there's no greater salvation than never being born into this world. That to me doesn't seem like Aaron. No, that's Agreed. exactly anti-Aaron. That's yeah, the that's opposite the, of what an Aaron would say. Yeah. And Zeke doesn't know Aaron enough, I think, to be like, oh, that's the exact opposite of how you were growing up. <laughs> you were born or whatever, right? Um, yeah, they would be repeating the cycle of the royal family eating each other and a story would be forced to have as many children as possible. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. All right. That's making a little bit more sense. Sure. All right. Let's do quick predictions and we can be done. Um, can we get to the end of this episode? Yeah, I mean, that's it. The Aaron screen. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. Basically, screen. the last, yeah, while they're all in the prison cell still going, what the hell are we going to do? Yeah. Aaron's just screaming the whole and time soldiers while are soldiers are being machine gunned to death it's from brutal. the air and from rooftops, and they're just shredding the crap out of everybody. It's, the carnage is intense. It's yeah. bad, man. Okay, so let's just go next episode. We're going to go into predictions. Yeah. Uh, not spoilers because we don't know what's going to happen. We actually don't know. Don't forget to take off your stuff. Oh, here it comes. Floor, guys. Come here on. Comes. Thank you guys okay, for listening to our podcast. If you want, you can check us out on YouTube. You yep. can see visually there. You can yeah. listen on uh, any podcast app. Yes. You can watch our reactions and follow us twitch.tv slash beyond the basement podcast. And you can find us Sundays at 5 p.m. Pacific time. Right here. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, yeah, and if you're not into the predictions, because the only time we should have, we have at least a few people who are like, no, they're also anime only, and they don't know what's gonna happen. They're like, ah, I don't want to find out, and I also don't want to hear any because I understand that. Yeah, I mean, we don't. Now's your time to happen. turn it off. We okay. don't know what's gonna happen, so genuinely, like, we're just spitballing here, and a lot no. of our predictions are completely wrong. So. Pretty sure Levi's gonna die. I don't think so. I think Levi's Levi's alive. But I hope I'm out. wrong. If I keep saying it enough, maybe I'll be wrong. No, we just don't find out for for several. It's gonna be episodes. It's gonna be. At least a handful of episodes before we find Hanjay and, and, and Levi. Hanjay will so. cry. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, I, the good news now is we have kind of a third piece. So, like, the three big pieces that we were like, okay, we're really curious to find out is um, what's going on with Historia and her baby and what the background is on that. Annie. What's going on with Annie. And now what's going on with Levi is mm-hmm. really you know, interesting. Um, some pieces that are going to come out that may not come out immediately. Yeah. What do you think Aaron is screaming at the very end? I think Just, he's calling for Zeke. I was thinking I that the so whole too. time. I know he doesn't have like a Titan scream necessarily, but yeah, Zeke showing up at this fight is like a given. Again, I think the trailer spoils it a little bit, but I'm pretty sure that like Zeke shows up in this fight. Oh, hundred percent. I'm saying he's as the beast. Titan. Yeah, as yes. beast, yeah. he's gonna go beast and like so. I think start throwing crap and just making us hate everything. Yeah, that's what he does. <laughs> um, well, but this is this is new Zeke. This is no glasses Zeke. So we're about to find. I'm out. pretty sure I'm still gonna. He's gonna make me hate everything. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he's still, it's just his thing. He does. That's what he does. <laughs> I don't know. I don't really know much to say. Everything else, all my predictions are just things. I have, I have predictions based trailer, on the so. opening, the opening credits. Like obviously, we think Annie's going to come out. I think Aaron is going to figure out how to bring her out somehow. Yeah, I, I'm really stoked for that, man. Annie's one I, of the biggest keys because so. they they have that they the scene where he's holding the yeah, egg shaped thing, but I but that's and also, then it seems like it melted away from her face. Okay. But I don't think okay. I think the scene with Aaron holding the crystals right after they show the Warhammer Titan, which is a flashback, mm. it clearly is a cut from the last part of the season, mm. and then it shows it with the crystal, and I'm like, I think that may just be the the Laura Tiber thing because that's what he was doing when he freaking ate the well, he had the jaw Titan, of course. But Interesting. I'm saying like, okay. I think I think that one's a call back to that moment, and I think that I don't think <laughs> Ar- I don't think Aaron gets out of the crystal. I think Armin does. 
Almost for sure. Maybe. I think Armin, somebody somebody has to convince her to do it. And to I, come out of her shell. Oh, yeah. she she can self-do it? Maybe. You yeah, think, I think, think no, so? Yeah, I think she's in there. On, yes. Wow. Would I it be crazy if she could hear everything the whole time that Armin's been going and visiting her? <laughs> she's like, she's shut just up. Like, yeah, I think that's a given. Why, like, that's going to happen. And there's going to be whole, there's, the, we're going to find a whole slew of things that happen between the two of them. Because I mean, Armin has do. a Titan. You got Titan powers. They're going to have some kind of Can, something. You think she's on the other plane in the paths right now? Maybe. That's I don't know. Really they like, definitely do show her in her she's, Titan form in the connecting. opening credits. So we know she's going to at least join the fight at some point. I don't know if she even joins this specific fight. I just know that she comes out and I don't really, I, I don't know. We that's, don't know where they're keeping her, do we? Those sweet cheeks. The only redeemable thing about Zeke. I don't know about <laughs> that. He's a, he's a good football player or baseball player, maybe. I don't know. Um, yeah, his beard is actually really nice. Um, do we think what do we think his story is going to have a boy or a girl or twins oh, oh wow Skywalker it's twins. a girl you think or so or it's a boy uh, I'm torn <laughs> I'm torn because okay if it's a girl I'm like okay Ymir's trying to be reborn something's happening the powers are training you know, the paths are connecting mm-hmm. this is this is you know royal blood plus all these things happen if Aaron's the father if it's not maybe it's a boy maybe it's like I think somebody's trying to like it's definitely something I don't think it's a normal birth by any means is no. all I'm saying no. Will Historia too, live through the birth? Too shady. Yeah, we got to find out. Yeah, we need to have a, a motel. It's Annie! It I'm just kidding. <laughs> wow. Oh wow. Okay, but seriously, who's known her since childhood? That is the one clue that we got. The only person that knew her from childhood, Ymir, is dead. Because she was, uh, and the, they're all dead, because she was a, a Rice family, um, you know, not yeah. pastor child, but uh, whatever. Oh, name. yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember? Mm-hmm. She's Rod Rice's, so her mom, dead. Her sister, Frida, or whatever, the half-sister, they're all right. dead. Rod Rice is dead. Yeah. Everybody that, that we know of her family, they're all dead. So he had to have been f- some random farmhand, That's I, what they say I about would him. guess. That's what they say about him. But that just seems so suspicious but to me. But do we know who the... Does it matter? Am There's I going like off on no hint it of who this guy, this random dude is, who's just, it seems like he's just her bodyguard. Like, the, But I, the way they the way they were like, oh, by the way, she's pregnant and it's totally by some random guy you've never heard of in the entire story up until now. Like, yeah, it's, little it's sus. It's very weird. Oh, yeah, Levi's dead. You can't check his pulse, though. I gotta go. You know, like, okay. All right. Yeah, there's. Yeah, yeah. I think there's more than meets the eye there. Certainly, I think it does have to do with the end. I'd be surprised if it didn't. How do you, what do you guys think happens with uh, the Azimobitos... Yeah, I think she'll come back into play She's at some point. Come back. Do you think that they come back with like a little army to like help out Aaron or help out somebody? Uh, yeah. So my prediction a while ago was because remember, there's a flying, there is a, some kind of flying craft that comes into the equation. They were literally talking about it, like a boat or something. I can't, I'm, I'm, I'm a little foggy on it right this yeah. second, but um, yeah, they have an airplane or something. They, they had some to, kind of crystals? experimental machine. Yeah, but remember the crystals? I, I don't even know if they that said... Was... I think my theory was that it flies. Remember the, the crystals yeah. that have the power? Yes. Their island is full of this natural resource. And, and they willing to bet you the asthma yeah. beetles yes. show up with whatever... with the, uh, and essentially Maybe an they will... Yeah, I was going to say maybe they'll be the airplane. They show up with a plane or something like that and the island is able to power it and then the, like I think this maybe has something to do the rumbling kind of gets figured in there somewhere but the plane the Asma Beach just show back up with the plane I'm almost positive okay and, do they, and they whisk the off Aaron or something like that yeah they whisk somebody off escapes Mikasa and, yeah. and they get away from the island for a minute because you, you predicted last season that they go that the, the majority of time isn't spent on Paradise you were thinking right yeah and I think that may still be the case it's I think this first else. bit has to be you think we go to like the but Asian this fight, area this fight has to like this fight ends one way or the other 
you know, with Do you think Zeke and Aaron will touch and start the rumbling and some random muscle titan will just pick them up and carry them off the island somewhere into the sunset? I mean, I don't know about that. Okay, deep cut here though. The end of the rumbling song shows that you know the rumbling, the giant titans walking over everything. Yeah. And the very last bit is their foot coming down on the butterfly. On the butterfly. The world is cruel and also very beautiful. But also beautiful. beautiful. But it looks like is cruelty gonna triumph over the beauty? Yeah. Is the butterfly gonna get smushed? Yeah. Well, I've been pre- I've been predicting that for a while. I said, listen, if people are upset about the ending at all, it may be because the it, Aaron it, just uses the rumbling to flatten the world it and just start over. Yeah. But it Aaron, turn out like we thought. You know? Yeah. Is Aaron gonna be? Um, there's several uh, themes like this where it's like, okay, the only real way to bring peace to everybody is to enslave everybody. The only real way to bring peace to everybody is if I rule the galaxy, basically. Like, a, you know, the only real it's way like to... like Thanos' thing, you know? Right. Yeah, the only real way... Everyone's so wicked. Aaron, you know, he wanted to get outside of the... Um, he went outside the walls. He gets outside of the walls. He goes, oh my gosh, it's worse out there than it was in here. That's what yeah. I've been saying, yeah. This was paradise. Come, You know, running from Titans and hiding compared to how terrible the rest of the world is... You know what I've got to do? That that moment definitely changed him, right? He goes, yeah. if I kill everybody out there, will I finally have peace? Maybe then he goes, the only way to really have peace is to flatten the rest of the world and I'll rebuild a world here in peace, in safety. Oh, Dang. my other prediction. Sorry. Yeah. You just reminded me of it. My One of my predictions, Zeke and Aaron touch. When they do, it doesn't go like they think. Yes, they go to the plane. That they go to the. the they go down. to where you mirrors and have a conversation about what really is going on. That's what I think. Okay, but can they control what happens? I will lose my mind. Don't know. All I know is that Casaver does is is not a hundred percent. Like they're, they're all a little. Foggy Something in this thing. will be happening though, because when Zeke was in the plane, he was his body was doing stuff while he yeah, was his brain was somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So like, even if that's what happens. I feel like something else will be happening in sure. the physical world at the same sure. time. Sure, but I'm just saying like, that they think you know. they've got it all figured out. Like, all we need to do here is like touch and just do this thing and it's all going to work out. Like, mm, I don't know. I think, it, I think it might go differently than you thought. Yeah, and very interesting. But what's really interesting to me is ever, everything we've seen of Ymir, I, I, in the past I thought was ominous, but recently this the last bit didn't look ominous. It looked like peaceful, like... Yeah, she was helping. She she rebuilt Zeke. You know. Yeah, she doesn't look like which a, Grisha a was devil. telling Zeke. You know that she Ymir was not a bad person, and she helped culture, and she helped build cities, and yeah. she helped build yeah with the Titans different and yeah. yeah art forms and architecture and all this kind of stuff. So it, it seems like there's two very different narratives happening surrounding her. So it would be interesting if the what Grisha and whatever her name was. I know it. I can't think of her name. His, his former first, wife? His first wife, yeah. <sighs> Carla is, is, is Aaron's mom. Mm-hmm. Mrs. The other Mrs. Frick. Yeager. I can't think of it. Yeah. Anyway, whatever her name was, they were telling Zeke that Ymir was a builder and... Dinah. Dinah. Dinah, Dinah Fritz. Anyway. Thanks, guys. Yeah. It'd yeah. be interesting if their history was actually the true history and not... Yeah, that would be interesting. What do you guys think about this fight? How is this fight going to end? Badly I, for everyone. I, do you think like Reiner trailer, gets killed in this fight? No, again, the trailer, so. the trailer just kind of gives way too much. Like, I, Okay, so Aaron and Zeke go to like meet up or whatever. Gabby shoots Aaron in the head with the sniper rifle. Like, I'm, I'm just I'm somewhat confident in all of mm-hmm. that. Uh, Reiner's Titan is just kind of like uh, taken down for them. I don't think Reiner like dies or anything like that. But like Aaron and Zeke have to go and try and like make an escape somehow. And I think it's kind of just them two trying to make some kind of escape. Meanwhile, the other Titans are essentially dealt with. 
Um, I think that the Jaegers are essentially dealt a really serious... They, they're, they, they've been dealt a blow already yeah. just by the, this episode. I was going to comment on that, actually, is, okay, think about the Jaegerists who um, Flock goes in and he, he recruits from the military. Yeah. Brand spanking new. Fresh blood. Not they're the hardened scouts. Yeah. Not these guys who have seen Titan combat. Not these guys who are the good fighters. Well, at that, and they can now announce the sterilization plan to everybody and be like, hey, you still on board with this? They're freaking making, make, trying to make it to where you can't even freaking... But I'm just saying, even though they were in this fight, yes, they were against machine guns, but I don't think they were the, the best fighters, period. They, they were probably weren't. relatively were new on the ODM great. gear, like maybe six months of training. I don't know, but they hadn't. How many Titan kills those guys have? How many, you know, like probably right. none. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Uh, Mike Keith Sayes didn't think much of their combat skills. Do you, do you think Aaron has an ulterior motive other than the rumbling or the euthanasia plan? Yes. I don't know what the heck so, it is. It's certainly on. It's certainly in my yeah. high probability. I, do you We've think it's said, to? Do you think it's to solidify everybody? It's it's to bring all the titans together yeah. and, and destroy them. And yeah, a, I've been saying that for a long time. I, I've been saying this since season three that I think ultimately where this thing goes is that Aaron ends up having to. He's just going to crystallize all and the fuse everybody somehow. together somehow. Well, he, I think he's able to essentially collect all the powers and like put them back into like the demon or whatever and seal it, but for two thousand years. And he has to fuse himself. He has to die. I don't think I Aaron think gets so. out of this alive. I think, I, think I, I don't think so either, especially with the way that that opening ended where he disappeared into a rainbow cloud yes. of mist. I'm pretty sure Aaron's going to die. That's how this will end. Yeah. Whether he will die peacefully or in yeah. a pool of blood remains to be seen. But Yeah, whether whether he chooses to go of his own volition or he's forced to or he has to take the powers down or something's going on. Yeah. That's certainly certainly interesting. Um. So so you don't, you're not sure how this fight ends? But you think that yeah. Aaron gets out with with uh, Aaron and Zeke make it out. I think the Jaegers are dealt a fairly serious blow. The scouts for are free. Reasons. The scouts are out. I just think that like they connect with Peak. You think and they and they're and Reiner and they go, hey, we, here's what we got to do to stop Reiner, or, uh, Aaron and Zeke. I mean, it's at least possible. <clears throat> the little bit that. of the rumbling thing even happens right here. Peak and <clears throat> Armin's minds together. Oh, oh yeah. my gosh, that okay, would be I insane. I would love that. No, no, no. That I would love be that more really cool. Peak. Armin, like basic pick and and um and Reiner even, if they could convince them to stay, mm-hmm. if they could be like Magath and all you guys like f off, like go home, <laughs> we're here now. But even Magath, if he wants to join, I'm stopping the end of the world. Yeah, remember the enemy is my the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Mm-hmm. A, a weird alliance could form here, and I think it's gonna happen. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I um. There will be more twists and turns because it's Attack on Titan. Where does Aaron rank right now among your favorite characters in the show or in all of fiction? I mean, is there anybody above Connie? Like he's kind of Chad Connie, Papa Browse, Papa Browse, Papa Browse. Okay, yeah, right. right there. Nicolo and Sasha married in a happy field somewhere, oh. um, making Papa. fries and seafood. Yeah. <laughs> um, Aaron's really interesting character. the The character development thus far has been really great. I would. I, it's hard to say from this perspective, not knowing the end. If the end justify all the character development we saw in season four, great character. He's Rudimikasa. I think I'm going to reserve <laughs> my my favorite anything until this show's finished because I, I mm-hmm. still don't know who the heck Annie is. I still don't mm-hmm. fully know who Gabby is. Mm-hmm. I still don't fully know who Falco is. Like we're still getting to know characters are still developing. So certainly, but I think in in terms of. Sweet top intriguing characters Aaron is certainly my top five agreed very intriguing very well written very interesting um, but I, I think I agree with Isayama at this point Reiner to me is the more 
intriguing character. He's the character I like better. He has a lot of stuff arc. happening. He has a lot of facets in his personality. So he's, he's, very, he's the one I want to come full circle. In he has about. taken me on an emotional roller coaster <laughs> ride like no other character. I will say because I loved him, yeah. then I hated him, you and thought, now I'm like I feel bad for you. You thought it was I the cared. Aaron show. I want you to win. The main character yeah. is actually Reiner. It's actually been Reiner the whole time. The whole time. You just didn't get introduced to him until much later. So. Yep. It's just like the village. Okay. We should at least end our recording for the sake of, you know, YouTube slash podcasters. Also, it's forever. we've been here we for two shall. hours. We yes. like you guys. If you're still listening, holy Thanks smokes. for hanging out with us. You guys are the best. Marathon. We appreciate you guys, man. Cheers. It's good, it's good to be back. Thank you for all the encouraging messages, emails, Indeed. and stuff. Like, we see those. We appreciate those. And uh, we're happy to be back. If you guys have some questions, you can kick them in the chat. We'll be around just for a few minutes, and then we will see you next week. All right, dudes. One, Cheers. two, three. Hey guys, thanks again for watching and listening to our show, Beyond the Basin Podcast. If y'all are enjoying it, go ahead and leave us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever else you listen to our show. Check out the description below for links to our awesome Attack and Titan merchandise. And join us live on Sunday nights on Facebook for all of Season 4. And some of our best content is on YouTube, including me, so go ahead and check that out. And lastly, if you guys have any questions or just want to chat with us, please email us at beyondthebasinpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you guys in the next video.